today by Duncan. <laughs> you should do that further. That was pretty good. I uh, I did a phone sex <clears throat> commercial before I started doing sex work. Really? Yeah. It was uh, for a phone sex line called We Are 18. And it was a, uh, call me, I'm waiting. I remember there used to be a, like some kind of 900 number that showed up on TV and it was mm-hmm. like all the hot, and it was always porn stars doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did the, I did the, uh, I was like on a bed in lingerie and kicked up my legs and recorded a bunch of voiceover, but I wasn't a sex worker yet. I mean, technically I was, I was, I was modeling, right. but I wasn't doing porn yet. And to this day, I will occasionally get the like, are you the girl in the commercial? That's kind of cool. Like, yeah, that, that's, that's me. You can't call me though. I'm not working that phone's excellent. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to be there. I won't be there. I feel like, does my voice me. sound right in here? Yeah, I feel like the mic, the headphone levels are a little quiet. Okay. There, I also got a little closer because I sounded, I was like, did I sound mechanical? But it's because at home, I'm like, so the next thing you're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, are we good? Should we start? Yeah, let's Was start. I think start? we already started. Okay, we started. So we're going to, we're started. Hi, everybody. Hi. Um, today, we are doing a special debriefing podcast from our four-day adventure called School of Submission. Yes. Um, I've spent yeah. so long, I haven't even done an intro. Everybody, yeah. this is Casey Calvert here. I got a button. Hold Hi. on. I, okay. I remember oh. I have a button. Yeah, this, yeah. Is this the one? There we go. Yeah. Casey Calvert, everybody. <laughs> it's been so long since I've pushed the buttons. It's all done in post these days. See, the, the, the crowd was ready for us. Yes. At least they were queued up. They were ready to go. So we are going to start this by answering questions yeah. that fans have sent in to our OnlyFans. Um, and we will put this in places so you can find it if you aren't on our OnlyFans and want to follow us. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to start with, let's start, you have more questions than I have. So you should, we should you start, with start with me or you want to start with you? Let's, do you want to start with one of mine first? Yeah, let's do yours and then we'll do mine. Okay. Um, also, for those of you watching, we apologize if we lose our trains of thought or get distracted because both of us have done a lot of work the past four days and this is um this is our this is our decompressing aftercare podcast there that's the better way of putting it that's that's exactly what it is because four days of heavy production and Mm -hmm. emotional and physical shit that's been going on so bear with us everybody that's why we have donuts this is we're not sponsored. It would be no. fucking awesome if be, I was. Oh my god, that would sponsored be, by. That'd be amazing. I don't think we're, I don't think we're quite there yet for. Not yet. Not for not not to knock your podcast to, to say that uh, this company sponsoring something that has to do with sex. I feel like we're we're as a society not quite there yet. Yeah, I think that if anybody did though, it might be like I could probably look at some point for Duncan to yeah. support me. Yeah. Um, okay, so okay. are we saying the names of the people? Yeah, I think happy? it would be nice for them. Okay, so this is one of my fans. It's probably not, it's not just my fan. So um, their handle is Fluffer Nutter Lover, which I've always loved that name. It's yeah. it's a tongue twister. Yeah. So I'm just going to read this whole thing. It's kind of lengthy, but when I read this, I showed it to Casey, and we both really enjoyed it. Yeah. So it says, is it weird no here it is yeah is it weird that i'm more than a a bit worried about her today i know she's a professional and all but still i'll be waiting up to see that she's okay in the video tonight 
I remember on your podcast with Victoria talking about managing expectations and reminders to respect boundaries as professionals, to navigate the emotional strings. She says maybe they say, I should not say she, they say, maybe wrong wording, but I hope you get what I'm trying to say, that are involved with intense bondage scenes, but after a day where you're breaking them in SOS, crawling in bed alone or with someone who isn't your dom has got to be hard. How does Casey deal with that? Does she just expect that night will kind of be tough? I know you're both friends and do this for a living, but I really feel like day three is a bit more than a normal scene. So I just want, was wondering about how you both protect your mental health. And then they came in and was like, Hey, obviously I trust both of you. Yeah. So how, cause day three for anyone who just listens to this and doesn't follow our career or my other career besides a podcaster, um, Day three is the third. That's the most intense breaking day, if you will, mm-hmm. um, where it's kind of like it's the culmination of everything built up to that. And it's the whole point is to try and in some way break you in a good way, but to break you so you are your you're most vulnerable. So then we can build back up. Mm-hmm. So how did you deal with that? Um, and I also I feel like we succeeded on day three. That, I do too. that, that you just described. Um I mean, one of the things they say is that does Casey just expect the night to kind of suck? Right. And the answer to that question is yes. Um, You just kind of expect it to suck. But I've been doing this for long enough that I have coping mechanisms. Right. Um, You know, I have my chocolate-covered pretzels and I eat those, although I haven't really relied on them much this shoot. I, I think I mostly saved them for the ride on the way home. Right. I did eat a bunch of watermelon and I kind of imprinted on watermelon. That's kind of the new shoot. thing. And watermelon is going to kind of be the new thing. I love that. Um, I have a heating blanket. So like, even though this is the summer in Las Vegas, I have my heating blanket and that helps. But also like, yeah, the night just kind of sucks. Um, at the end of day three, I was so tired. I didn't have a hard time sleeping at all. Right. I went right to sleep. I woke up and I was like, I could go to sleep more. <laughs> Um, but last night after day four, I had a hard time going to sleep. Right. Um, and felt very much alone in bed. Right. Cause we talked about that on the way over today, this yeah. morning. Um, because Thursday I felt like it was, I, to me, it had that, that, that was, we were done. Mm-hmm, we were that done. was it. So yeah. there was that, oh shit, it just, we're, we're not going to have another day of going back to doing this. Yeah. Or the end is near kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, there's one more day, we're going to finish up, We're gonna. Fi- I'm going to finish strong, we're going to do the thing, but then last night it was like, oh shit, it's over. Right. Yeah, it definitely, was, last night was weird, because even yeah. having someone that was in the bed with me, it was still this like, it was still a weird. It's like I, you or me. That's me. <laughs> I don't know if the mic's picking that up, but fucking, we've had breakfast and my stomach's yeah. still like mad at me. Yeah. But yeah, it still it had it had a different feel. Like it was going to bed thinking about what had happened, and then waking yeah. up and the first thing on my mind was like, "Hey, I, I wonder how she's doing. Or is she okay?" Yeah, because I probably slept the first night. No, but then I yeah. had um, assistance. Yeah, and sleeping. Yeah, um, the last several nights, so I've slept well, but it's been a very short sleep. Like we stay up a little later, and then I'm, yeah. my eyes pop open. I'm like, "Oh, look, it's five thirty. I'm going to try right. and fuck. I'm not going back to I'm, sleep." Yeah, yeah. Last night I was. Falling asleep, sitting up, 
waiting for my OnlyFans video to finish uploading. Right. Just actually, like, my head was on the table, falling asleep. Yeah. Don't even remember what we were talking about at all. No, I think we were babbling. I think we were just babbling, yeah. Yeah, I think Boss Lady was kind of awake enough. For both of us. For both of us. But I think both of us were in like a haze. I think yeah, we complete point like, haze. I remember we had tea and like drank the tea and it was good. But I just I don't I don't remember what we talked about. And then I washed my face, got into bed. I was like, oh great, I'm wide awake. Let's look at the internet, but not in like the I'm falling asleep. Look at the internet. I was like, I need something to entertain myself. I I I I don't feel my brain isn't in the right spot. I need to look at the internet. Like I need right. to do this like zone out kind of scrolling so that I can try to turn my brain off. A distraction. A distraction and was very awake and spent about 20 minutes probably. I don't exactly remember, but 20 minutes just laying in bed and I wasn't obsessing over the shoot, which would be even more normal for me to be like repeating things. But we've been doing so much talking about stuff. I don't feel like I have a ton of thoughts that are sticking in my brain because I haven't said them out loud. Right. So it was just... Feeling lonely in bed. Right. Which is okay. Like, I am an adult. Right. And it's it's okay. This is part of the job. Which it is, is what it is. The funny side note is last night, I crawled in bed, and um, my spawn on the weekends, and now that summer's here, sleeps on our floor on the weekends. So he was in the room. I snuggled, told him goodnight, got in the bed. I usually lean over, kiss boss lady, and I go to bed. And I kind of rolled being funny, and she kind of went to hold me. And the first thought was, I should go downstairs and get her. I should bring Casey yeah. up here. And so that was the yeah, thing. Yeah, and like, I would have. I would have come up. But also, like, I don't know. I feel I feel like I feel like she knew that you probably needed a little bit of extra. Right. And just, like, instinctually was like. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And then with this morning, I think the first thing both of us did was like, hey, how are you? How are you, how are you feeling? Like, yeah. we got to go. We got in the car. And we're like, is this okay? How are you yeah, doing? Yeah, how are you doing? And we're both like, eh, well, we're living right yeah, now. We're, we're here. We're doing existing right now. I think there's a partial part that I'm semi-thankful that we're so exhausted because mm-hmm. it's not like I'm wide awake and I'm refreshed. And now all I'm doing is thinking Thank and you. even dwelling yeah. on this where it's like I'm so tired. I need to focus yeah. on the things that have to be done so I don't. Focus on this. I am nervous for when I am more Mm -hmm. rested and my, if my brain, because I don't actually know if it's going to happen because we're doing, like I said, we're doing so much talking. Right. And like, I'm really happy we're doing this right now because I I feel like anything that's left over can kind of come out right now. And so hopefully I don't rest and then my brain starts going. Well, we have phones so we can, that's going to be the thing too. It's going to be, you guys are so used to us, you and I doing Mm -hmm. this on camera and all the stuff that you see. But in reality, there's going to be like little cute emojis and yeah. shit. Like, how are you? I yeah. miss you. I hope you're well. Yeah. It's kind of like almost gross, mushy stuff. Yeah, it's pretty gross. Um, we send a lot of heart emojis. A lot. But there's <laughs> special heart ones that only yeah. we do, that yeah. I only do with Casey. Um, I'm trying to, oh, there's, there they are. It's like trying to, there's another person. Yeah. Oh, but I want to say to the oh. person who sent in that question um, that I, I really like it and I really appreciate it. Um, and it's a very, it's a very kind question. It was a very kind thing to ask and I really appreciate it. Yeah. That was, yeah. that was the initial conversation was that was that, and that we both were like, this is really awesome that someone had the mm-hmm. 
the desire to be like, hey, I just want to make sure they're okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so this person actually has asked a couple questions. Okay. Von Chino, and I think that's the way it's pronounced, if you had to pronounce that. Yeah, I would say Von Chino. I say it because they follow me on other social medias, and I've interacted, and they've never been like, actually, you don't say You say my way. name wrong. Um, so the first one was, second video with the electric shock. I'd love to know how she felt about that. Okay. So do you want to describe so for anybody that doesn't have any idea what we're doing, yeah. what the electric shock was? Yeah, yeah. So at the end of day three, we, should I just tell the whole story? Sure. Okay. At the, at the end of day three, um, we were done and the video ended. The actual official video that we were shooting ended. And I had seen JP carry over the cattle prod over to the collection of toys off to the side. Um, and it's pretty normal that you carry over a bunch of toys and don't use all of them. Right. That's That's what almost always happens. Yeah never really go through all of them but I happened to notice you carry that over there and because it's electricity and it carries so much weight um I asked you to use it and that I knew that if I if I asked I was going to regret it right but if I didn't ask I was going to regret it more so I asked and this was the just so this was the scene was over like the we scene was over cut. yeah we were done we were done I was waiting until we called cut to ask right then we did it. And then we did it. Um, and um, I don't exactly know how to answer how I felt about it. I guess I just did. Do, let me ask this. Then, because you saw it, was you said that you would regret it. Was it because you knew it was there or was it because the mindset you were? Because there's plenty of times, like you said, I bring things on set and you're never sure. like, hey, you didn't do that. Sure. So what was it that made you go, that was the thing? Was it just because everything else was so extreme? It's a great question. I mean, I also, I feel like there's times when you've brought the cattle prod over specifically and not used it. Right. I think it was because, it's a good question. I'm trying to remember the why I felt in the moment. I think it's just because I was so nervous. Right. I was so nervous going into that scene. I was I was beyond nervous and beyond like some deep breathing bringing me back down to normal. And I think that I saw you come around the corner with it in a moment of like, I'm so nervous. Oh no, he has the cattle prod. Right. That it just kind of stuck. So it was one of those, that's coming. I know it's coming. I've accepted that it's coming. And then when it didn't happen, you're like, no, no, no. I went through the yeah. process. You have to give me yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that. Okay. That was good. Yeah, thank you. That makes sense. Because <laughs> that, that's, that's when you were saying it. I was like, that's what I'm hearing. Yes, that's exactly what I was trying to say. Okay. Um, so I think that was the answer. Yeah, yeah, how you felt about that. Yeah. That was that was a lot of feels. So um, in that video, it looks like it was brutal. The laugh, it's, um, the laugh after it is exactly how I am with intense pain. Oh, this um, is this. You showed me this. This is the same person. Yeah. I didn't realize. Okay. So happy you guys have trusted uh, that scene. Casey described it in that way that it clicked with them. Um, I thought there was another question here. Maybe it's just comments. Maybe it's just a nice thing. Yeah. I don't remember. Too many more. Oh, there's another question. Don't know. That was it. Is that it? I swear there was another. There was a question that came with the the compliment. 
I thought there was too. Let me go back to the other fluffer because maybe that was all the Boncino okay. had. Bear with us. This is was it something about pain processing? Maybe someone somewhere. And I know I'm, I'm, and I apologize. This is like I said. This is day five, and my brain's melting. Yeah, we have mush brains. Um, really, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, we're doing this podcast for us and not for people watching us. Uh, we just like you guys, so we're this letting is, you listen. Yeah, and watch. this is an excuse for us to sit here and have a little privacy and talk. Um, I don't know. Okay. I, I don't. That's what it was. So there was some, something about like processing cattle prod paint. Maybe that's one of my questions. Is that one of mine? I don't know. Maybe. I don't remember. I should have done better. I, I. It's okay. So while Casey's looking up, I'll tell Oh, her. it's this one. It's this one. You kind of it. what okay. I was thinking was um, this one about, you know, about yeah. processing, pain processing. I'm looking for a new, uh, a new a new Lucas. I need yeah, a, I need a new person Lucas. in my life. Yeah, that's my old PA, who is a total badass, and they're big shoes to fill. But the new person's just going to be named New Lucas until we figure them out. So yeah. until I find my new Lucas, I'm going to be a little scattered. Yeah, JP is jealous of my amazing assistant. It's very much so. I'm having like they're really crazy. amazing, and JP is jealous. Yeah, like we <laughs> this morning actually was like, hey, can you, can you make a text clone? them and say, well, uh, if they ever make a clone, I want mm-hmm. one. And mm-hmm. apparently there's a waiting list, yeah. which just, of course, speaks to how awesome this person is. They have a really amazing assistant. Okay, so I guess, let's, you know what? Oh, wait a minute. I have another person who has been chatty. and Okay. She, we've also been more of talking. Yeah, fine. I'll start on my donut. Yeah, for anybody listening, we have donuts. We, yeah, there's actual donuts in this box. Oh, my chocolate cream. You guys get to watch me eat a donut. I was about to say, for anybody that <laughs> is just listening, go find this on YouTube because watching her eat things is... <laughs> I'm not even into watching people eat as a fetish, but, but Casey... I'm gonna eat the heck out of this donut. Casey makes it look real good. Oh, baby. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Um, no, I don't think she did. I think her and I have been just like chatty, but I thought maybe she had something in here too. I'm going to try to not chew into the microphone. Okay. I can't hear anything. That's That's the weird thing about doing this is like you can, in your own head, you hear a noise, but then you're like, is that in my head or is that coming through the mic? But I also, I can be like. Oh yeah. (laughs) Turns into an ASMR podcast. I just had someone recently say that I should do ASMR, and I was like, I don't even know what the fuck it is. Oh yeah, you could. You could do the deep, the deep sex voice into the microphone, make it sexy. I think that's what it was because they were. That's why on my desk I have the go to fuck the sleep book. Yeah. Because they were like, you could read anything, and I was like, what about a children's book? And they were like, will you? Yeah. So the yeah, go to fuck you? the sleep, and it's and that's so that maybe one day I'll do that. <laughs> but so. Oh, I was about to like start a whole new thing about no, ASMR. No, start, start, oh, about ASMR. Okay, we don't need to talk about it. We ASMR. can talk about that after the podcast. <laughs> um, so I'll ask you, since we kind of touched okay. on it and it didn't get very specific, I'll ask the question, okay. how is it knowing, because I, we're going to touch on this a little bit later, but to, a really quick thing, I have the meanest fucking cattle prod that I think in all of porn history. It yeah, let's just do that question now about is okay. it. Is it, um, I got a question from 
Mike, who uh, asked if it was specifically for BDSM or just a farm tool. It's very much a farm tool. Um, it has been modified to all of my cattle prods. Started out as a pretty shiny color. I think they're all were red, but mm -hmm. they have yellow and blue ones. Mm -hmm. And this one was at Kink when I got there, and it was a part of the device bondage package, if you will. And it is by far the meanest fucking thing. And that's the reason it's so long is because it's the way you the way it's explained to me. And there's going to be someone who's probably going to call me on this, but the way it was told to me is cattle prods are rated by the unruliness of the cattle. So there's for unruly cattle, there's very unruly cattle, and then there's extremely unruly cattle. And that's the level of how fuck you the pain is. And remember, you'd ever ask a female what they weigh. So I'm going to say she's a little over 100 pounds. I'm a little more than a little over 100 pounds. But either way, you're not. I don't weigh as much as a cow. Not even close. Yeah. I don't think you even weigh as much as a hind quarter of a cow. Yeah, I also don't have skin like a cow. Right, which or is our fur, leather. hair. I don't know what cows have. Yeah, it's for, it's. I don't know. It's a, I don't, I don't either. I don't have fluffiness. Yeah. You don't have all of the protective things. Yeah. And plus your brain works differently. Like with them, they're like, oh, well, we should move away from that where we're like, you yeah. motherfucker. And then we have emotional responses yeah. to yeah. it. So anyway, the one that I walk around with is really cool and rustic looking and has like that patinaed metal that's mm -hmm. all custom made. Mm -hmm. It actually starts off really bright red, which is what the trigger is. The rest of it's the same color, except it's been painted. Mm -hmm. That's for unruly cow cattle. That is about, I think it was like six or seven, six or 7,000 volts. The big one that's not a couple of feet long, the one that's like several feet long, mm -hmm. that's almost probably got close to a four-foot length on it because it's yeah. made for extremely unruly cattle. Yeah, you don't want to get a horn. Right, so you need to keep that fucker away from you. And it, I was told, was rated closer to 40,000 volts. Um. Not knowing enough about electricity to be able to talk about numbers, the difference in sensation from the two uh, is about equivalent to those numbers. Yeah. One hurts and stings and you're like, ow, oh, that was electricity. And the other one fucking hurt. And I've done them both, mm -hmm. which is why once those burn out and don't work, I'll never do electrical play again because I test them on myself and I hate You don't want to test electricity. a new one. There was a video and unfortunately the person who shot is no longer with us, but... The one positive thing is that no one will ever see this video because he shot me trying to test the new cattle prod, the smaller one, and I was running, like trying to shock my calf, and every time I would do it, I would run from myself, and this went on for five minutes, and mm -hmm. he finally laughed so loudly that I was like, what? And I saw him holding his phone, and I'm like, you motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, with all of that said, how do you... Pro know that that pain is coming know that mm -hmm. this is the ultimate fuck you yeah with electricity how do you not only see it accept it ask for it but how do you cope with once you've been hit with that yeah i mean like I've, i was talking about in one of our night videos about how i it's just my theory i don't have hold know if it holds any actual weight but that there's something physiological about electricity in a way that like it doesn't matter how prepared you are. It doesn't matter how much you know that you enjoy the sensation. There's something about it in like a chemical reaction that it creates anxiety. Changes the molecules in the air or some other kind of hippie something about right. like it. There is something about being in the room with the charged electric, electrical thing 
even like the little zappers, they still charge and they still spark and static and. And they actually have a smell, like if they're they, yeah, you you can smell them, and they they actually really don't hurt unless you get it like right on a spot that stings the little zappers. But they are scary. Right. It's the anticipation. It's yeah, knowing it's like the anticipation. I don't the pain doesn't bother me so much. It's the when is it gonna happen? Yeah. And I have no interest in doing heavy electrical like that cattle prod if I'm not really, really, really warmed up. Right. That would actually probably be a mistake. And a way for me to be like, Nope, done. Because you're right, it, it hurts. It hurts in your bones. Yeah. Um, it stays in your body. Um and to do that not really, really warm would be a bad idea. Yeah. That sounds like something that if it's not done properly, it's a, uh, uh, what was the show? The TV show, the movie, Johnny Knoxville, Jackass. Mm, that's yeah. some Jackass shit that's like, hey, I have been just sitting around all day planning this shoot or planning this one scene. Everyone get the cameras ready and I'll take the cattle prod and see how no. long Steve-O can stand up before he pisses shits or yeah. vomits everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, so it's... I can process it because I'm already in a pain-receiving headspace. Right. So I've already been really warmed up. Um, for this, I'd already been really warmed up. Right. But on other occasions when we've done it, I've still been very, very warmed up. Um, and in the headspace of like, yeah, bring it. Right. Because you just were so ready for it at that point. Because when you asked for it, I... It wasn't ready though. You you started to like play with it and be sexy, and I was like, "Can you just please do yeah, it?" You were doing. I don't need. I don't want the, the anticipation of the thing is not what I want right now. I'm already like so far gone. I just need you to do the thing so that it can be done, please. Right. Because it was because I came in and I was like, "Are we playing?" And then you were like, yeah, "You no, were just very." Do it. I was just no. do it. Oh, yeah, I need you to just uh, touch that to my leg now, please. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Um. A quick side story. You remember our friend Orlando, right? Yes. You are, I think you were aware of how much of, uh, he was very much a sadist and the same equivalent masochist. Mm -hmm. He actually started, when he started performing at Kink, he started as a bottom. Mm -hmm. And heavy, heavy fucking bottom. Like he does things that makes like my butt pucker. Like I'm yeah. like, I don't even know if I could do that to someone. So yeah. anyway, and it's legal. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we shot a model. She was a Vegas local. I guess, I don't want to say her. Um, her last name was Locke. Is it Sophia Locke? I think it was Sophia Locke. I don't know. Anyway, she had just showed up. She started shooting. And it was the same thing that you and I did with Orlando where him and I would double team certain models. Yeah. And it was, you had to be at your level. Like it wasn't just some random person we would yeah, do this Yeah, Orlando with. went hard. Yeah. Orlando had Orlando speed. And if yeah. you could handle Orlando speed, you'd go home. Yeah, but yeah, he didn't He didn't seem to have a slow, yeah. Yeah, it was either up to Orlando or you just go home. Yeah. So he came in and I'm telling him because she was kind of new to working mm -hmm. at Kink. And I was like, this is Sophia. Um, she's, I've worked with her and you damn near have to hit her with a piece of lumber to get her excited. And he starts telling a story of how he has this two by four that mm -hmm. had been burned and etched in two by four of indifference, which became the okay. title of the shoot. Okay. And she was like, yes, yes, yes. She drops down on her knees. Please, please, yeah. please. And she's anything. And he looks at me. I was like, fuck you live around the corner. Go grab it. Okay. So he brings it back and she's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And the whole point is you don't get what you want yeah. until you've proven yourself. Sure. So we go through the whole thing 
and we do heinous shit and we mm-hmm. like we're because she was heavy 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 masochist so we go through all the things the end of the day she gets what she wanted yeah. and i actually disappear off camera mm-hmm. but in reality i'm have moved around so you can't see me and i'm like a football coach like watching yeah. her because he's behind her and he's not swinging yeah. for the fences because it's a fucking piece of lumber right but he's hitting her, and I'm watching her kind of shake it off, and then she's like, please, may I have another? Yeah. And that was her way of letting us know when she'd had enough. Yeah. So it's all over. The scene's great. We all have the interview. Everything's done. And it, and the armory, the green room, was behind some curtains. Mm-hmm. I come out of the curtains, and I see Orlando holding this mean fucking cattle prod walking towards her, because he's already used it on her. And she's yeah. like, no, 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 motherfucker. And he was like, nope, a deal's a deal. And she's like, what are you talking about? And he said, I told you beforehand, you said you were wanted to use it, but you were apprehensive. And I told you if you were cool enough to let me use it on you, then you could use it on me. And I had no, I wasn't privy Mm, to this conversation. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it wasn't a, I'll do anything so you'll let me. It was, if you decide to do it, I'll let you do it back. That's your reward. And she was like, oh yeah. And he was like, deal's a deal. And he kind of flips it and hands her the the charging end. Yeah. And he reaches in his pants and like that, he pulls out and squeezes his sack. So it is like, so, yeah. like yeah, a balloon. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, super yeah. tight. And he's like, go ahead. And you hear ding and it yeah. starts charging. And she was like, you're seriously on your balls. He's like, stop talking because, or either take your finger off the button and just do it. <laughs> so she's sitting there charging it up. Because she's like, are you Yeah, so if kidding? you're, if you're unfamiliar with how these devices work, the longer you hold down the button, the, the heavier the charges. Exactly. And it just gets nastier. Yeah. So. He stands here, and at this point, I'm just stopped. And like, I'm mm-hmm. I don't know I don't even know what to do. Mm-hmm. Everything is consensual, so I'm not worried about that. Right. But I'm kind of like, I one, I can't believe I'm staring do, at Orlando's yeah. balls right now. Right. And she comes in and she tags him in the nuts, and he, I can't stand up and show you, but he, that was it. Like there was this such. I'm like, I know what that feels like, and the best you did was jump back like someone's like if someone tries to like you see like I'm gonna slap you in the nuts the way a person would pull back. That was it. Not, oh my God, not falling down. It's almost not fun. Like, as a bottom, like, that's almost not fun. Like, like if something only makes me react that much, and it's supposed to be something that makes you react more, like, why why do it? I think it was more for his benefit than it was her reward. Like, she was like, okay, I get to try this on someone. I think that very much, and we never. He did have a good time. Oh, he. So, his reaction was subtle, but. His he reaction was subtle because I think it was this, it was the closest thing to an instant orgasm, a mental okay, orgasm. Okay, okay. So he just jumped back and he smiled and he tucked it in and he was like, "You guys want to go get a drink?" And he was very like his whole mood, his whole demeanor okay. just really. I understand. I thought you were saying that it didn't. Re- he was such a heavy masochist that it didn't really affect him. Oh no, you can't not take that much electricity, especially to your sack, and not. I was. I just, don't want that cattle prod on my vagina. Mm-mm. I'm honestly, as much as I hate electricity, I'm surprised I keep it in my studio because it's mean. It's mean. Also, I, I actually, like, I don't want it on my vagina because I'm afraid it might cause actual harm. Yeah. Like, it feels safe to use on, like, a big meaty thigh or, I've like, an it. ass cheek. But I feel like I could feel safe, like, like an upper arm would yeah. probably be okay. Although I imagine, that, oh, that would hurt going down. I'm just imagining like my wrist that I broke the when I was bones. in seventh grade and I like it hurts sometimes and just like, oh, but I would be, I would be worried that this would cause although test. I mean, testicles are different than vaginas, but just like, I think it might cause actual harm. I, I don't know that he ever planned on trying to create another person. Sure. So I don't think he has any concern of whether he burns something up or not. Yeah. But like for, for my body parts, like I think, 
I don't know what the harm would be, like a burn or something. Like the skin is so delicate. I'll tell you more about Orlando afterwards. Burning was never a problem. <laughs> was not a concern, I understand. No, he, and I can, I will say this much, and then the rest of it is his story to tell. Yeah. He has very beautiful scars on his body from intentional burning. From, from, from branding. Play, from branding yeah. and yes. cigarette butts. Sure, sure, so. sure. But it's all, he he smiles. And if you were around him enough, as to use your word, he has a very lovely smile. Mm-hmm. He has a very satisfying, jolly smile. Mm-hmm. So there was nothing that where he was like, this hurts and I'm so sad. He was like, yeah. He smiled through it, yeah. 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 So, all right, enough about Orlando. Let's talk yeah. about us some okay, more. Okay, let's go. I'm just going to start from the top. We'll do the first question. Okay. I mean, the very first question is, is uh, this is from Mike, uh, These whole this whole next section. So are you going to do any nipple play? And um, I feel like we did my version of nipple play. We did. Which is maybe where the clover clamps go downstairs. Right. That's my version of nipple play. We also did nipple play. We did. We, and we put it on the OnlyFans that we're the behind the scenes because we had broken skin. Oh, yeah. Skin. Yeah, yeah. You got me with the wipe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so after a super heavy impact, there were a few We places. broke my skin a little bit. The skin was broken. And it wasn't like excessive bleeding, but there was... The, it was, yeah, it wasn't bleeding. There was just some abrasion. Right. And most of it, I don't think either one of us were aware of until the antiseptic white hit. Yeah, the there were there was one spot where you could see it, and then as you were doing the wipe, I was like, oh, that's a spot. Yeah. That's a cute video. If you guys didn't yeah. subscribe, tough. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I think that plus, like, just, and I'm not saying this to gloat, but to... If you see me pinching someone's nipples, you can bet that it's not me just tweaking them. Like, yeah, you I don't actually. Yeah, but also, I don't. People who have been my fans for a long time expect heavier nipple play from me than I currently do because I used to do it. Right. Um, and bodies change. Right. And it doesn't. You can still get the same reaction because you're so sensitive now with a lot less effort. Yeah. My honestly smacking my nipple hurts worse than smacking my face. Right. They're very sensitive. They just are. I think at one point, well, I, that's a lie. It's totally a lie. Every chance I got, I was either trying to grind on her ass or I was trying to feel up her boobies mm-hmm. a lot. You did a lot of that. But it's. I also have fairly decent hands because I don't do as much manual labor as I used to, but mm-hmm. I still have calluses. And I remember I, a lot of times I do that and press the calluses in, and yeah. that was enough to kind of get you to Yeah, squirm. you like press them down. Yeah. Yeah, or like yank them off. I know. The I, whole thing. As you said that out loud, I feel like I come across as someone who doesn't really even know what to do with boobies. So I just, I'm, I, just I don't, I'm, I'm going to squeeze them really tight and then I'm going to hurt them. <laughs> I don't know what boobies are good for, so I'm going to squish them. Squish them. Squish them. <laughs> Put them in there and squish them. Okay, next one. Okay. Uh, it sounds like both of you can get lost in the moment. Is that often a problem for both of you when you shoot porn? What helps you more? Oh, let's do the, uh, actually, let's do this. I'm starting over. What helps you get into the proper headspace words, eye contact or touch? The proper headspace? Yeah, just the proper headspace. I think this was in response to us talking about having, being nervous and then settling in. It was the touch. Yeah, it was touch for me too. Because I feel like the more I looked at you, the more intimidated I got, which is ridiculous. Yeah, eye contact isn't going to do that for me. No, no, no. I don't really make eye contact when I do any kind of sexual activity. Right. But like Unless someone says like, look at me and then I'll be like, oh yeah, make eye contact. Yeah. 
Which I, which also, for the record, I never do very. You never do. And I was like, "Fucking look at me." Yeah, you never do. But I think that to go to earlier into what that question was is I, at moments, get very primal, Mm -hmm. and when I do, it seems like the and I not visually like, but in my head, there's nothing except just the two of us at that exact moment. Yeah, the world kind of falls away. Right. I'm still aware that we there's a production, but there's moments brief brief moments to where I'm so primal and in that mm-hmm. moment that then there's the fucking look at me. And as soon as I do it, I'm like, don't look at me. Don't don't. Look, why do you look? There yeah. was a, one of the things I remember very distinctly from yesterday is I actually made eye contact with you unprompted. Yesterday? Yeah. I don't know if you remember. It was the, towards the very end. You were in front of me. You were like on your way to moving behind me after I came down. Like you helped me get to the floor and then you moved behind me and like in that moment, just for a, just yeah. for a moment... But I just remember like making unprompted eye contact right. and that's, it's not a thing I do. So there, there's that. Yeah. So there's that. Um, okay. So this, it sounds like both of you can get lost in the moment. Is that often a problem for both of you when you shoot porn? What I mean is what sends you to that place where you go, fuck, this is really happening. Casey, do you ever worry that you may lose control on set and throw out the rule book and become a true hedonist? JP, do you often find that you have to hold back to ensure that the model's limits are respected? Okay, can we start with the first part? Yeah. So, read me the first part. Because I was trying to pay attention to all of it, but I was yeah. like, that's too much for me to remember. Uh, it sounds like both <clears throat> of you can get lost in the moment. Is that often a problem for both of you when you shoot porn? I think, for me, that I don't I don't think I ever get lost in the moment. I think I become so involved with what's going on that, like I just said, that yeah. everything else, I'm aware that it's there, but I become so in tune with that person. I know this sounds kind of cheesy, but like, it's just us. Mm-hmm. And there's maybe even, we become this one like mm-hmm. thing of energy, but I'm still always aware of how they're reacting because mm-hmm. your the, the submissive's reactions to me are 50% of what turns me on. Yeah. Like knowing that's where you are and me knowing mm-hmm. that I had, I stopped that second before you were mm-hmm. going to ask me to stop. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm consistently lost in the sauce, but I think it's all because I've been doing it for so long that I'm controlled the entire yeah. time. Like, I don't think it's even possible for me to completely lose it. I don't think it's possible for me to completely lose it even in off camera play. Yeah. Um, because again, I've been doing it for so long and I was trained when I first started working that that's the number one thing you don't do. Right. Don't stay present, stay present. You're making a movie, you're making a product, stay present. Right. That it, on day three, when I was in that space, I was still, except for the fact that I was on my back. Right. And so my, my, uh, line of sight was very limited. And there was a big old light shining right into my eyes. Right. Um, which is why I spent a lot of that scene with my eyes closed. It was just, that was a big old, that was a really bright light. Yeah. Um, I was still very aware of Disco walking around, doing his thing. Right. You doing your thing. Where are you going? Um, don't, don't fail at doing your job. You're here to do a job. And right. this may be the best fucking job in the whole world. It is. And you might be having the best fucking time and everything is amazing but i'm not you still have a job i still am i still am at least 10 percent paying attention to what we're doing right i agree with it i think we and i have these moments at least once or twice a year mm-hmm. since i've been in this industry it's, it slows down a little bit because i'm so involved in it now but 
it's still once every six months probably i have that epiphany of like we could this is my job mm -hmm. like i get to do this like i'm in the studio and i like yell over at disco i'm like dude could you believe this is our job and he's like yes jp mm -hmm. But there is, there's those moments where we are super fortunate that we can do what we do that makes us super happy and super satisfied mm -hmm. and then tack on a paycheck at the end of it. Mm -hmm. So, Do I ever worry that I might lose control and throw out the rule book and become a true hedonist? I think that means do I ever lose control and fuck you. Oh. Um, right? Is that what that question means to I you? I think. I think. Um... I think that's what it means. Yeah, I consider myself a hedonist regardless of... Although, no, I, I mean, I don't walk around and I'm like, I identify as a hedonist. But, like, right. this is me throwing out the rule book. So you're saying, fuck it, I'm done, and as soon as he unties me, I'm, I'm taking him down. I guess. That's animalistic. That's primal. Yeah. Notice we haven't given you an answer yet? Yeah. Well, what's the next question? <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you often find that you have to hold back to ensure that models' limits are respected? Um, I always hold back. Um, I, there, so I use several different terms to describe who I am naturally. Um, and in this world of how we are trying to be open and respect people's places and mm -hmm. respect the space that everyone holds, mm -hmm. um, and by no means to, to make fun or to discount or to pull away. But I have always identified as a monster. Mm -hmm. Like that's, if I were to choose a pronoun, that would be yeah. it. Yeah. And that's monster. how you feel. Yeah. Um, so the monsters always had to be controlled, whether it was through BDSM or whether it was through heavy exercise mm -hmm. or whether I was a musician for like 11 years and I yeah. played like this, you know, the music and the drums and I beat on yeah. things. So the monsters always had to be held at bay. So, the closest of me losing control is when I zone in and there's that moment where it's just the two of us, mm -hmm. but I still, as you use your percentage, I still have that 10%, 5% yeah. in the back of the head. That's like, we're still doing a job. Yeah. You never feel like you're losing control in a way that um, implies danger. That's it. I can lose control in a way that I can really get into the moment, but I never cross lines and I never lose sight of what I'm doing because I think that's the difference between me and a psychopath is I'm, yeah. I'm a very controlled monster. And the only way the monster I think was ever allowed to even come out to begin with was because I knew how to control it. Yeah. And also, you know, I'm not everyone you shoot with is me. Right. And, and that's huge. You work with a lot of people who are very new to getting tied up and tie up people for the first time and do impact play with people for the first time. Or they can, you know, do a little smack and tickle, but they're not necessarily masochist. Right. And you can't just rah at them, right? Or else you would have no job. Quickly, quickly, no job. quite quickly. Because it's one thing to fuck for a living and be kind of a douchey dude. Mm -hmm. It's a different thing to be someone who ties people up and tortures them, and a douchey dude. And a douchey dude. Yeah, I agree. Like the douchey and torture, they can't be the same place. Yeah. That's the shirt yeah. I was debating this morning. What shirt I was going to wear for the podcast, and the one I was counting back and forth. It was either. The I heart girls with daddy issues mm -hmm. that I have on, mm -hmm. or it was one that says uh, ego kills talent. And that's the thing. Like it's, yeah. so it's, yeah. um, but what about you? Do you ever feel like you, that you, what was the question that you lose control? That you have to hold back. That you have to that hold I back. Lose, yeah. The one for me was, do I lose control? Do I have to hold back? Um, 
Yeah, I feel like we answered this question. Do I have powdered sugar on my face? No. Okay. Um, for those of you who are just listening, I, I got a donut that is uh, covered in powdered sugar, and I knew that I would regret the powdered sugar part, but I don't regret the donut. No, and she's only halfway through it. I'm so. only halfway through, but I'm taking a break because okay. it's getting everywhere. <laughs> that when you said it, I because I'm looking at you, and there's this one there's spot powdered sugar on the right table, right on the table. So what you, you said can't it, see are my pants, which are covered in powdered sugar. <laughs> well, at least they're not covered in Celsius's hair. They're also covered in Celsius's oh. hair. Celsius is my polar bear dog at home. He sheds so much everywhere. Everywhere. All right. Next question. Okay. This is from Chris. Hi, Chris. What? <laughs> Welcome to the show. What unearthed your love of BDSM and all of the scenes you've shot? And what has left you feeling the most satisfied? What fetish do you enjoy most? Is that to me or both of us? I think both of us. You go first. Um, I don't have an answer to this question. Um, I have no idea why I am the way I am when it comes to my sexuality. I have no idea why I am a masochist. Right. Uh, for the longest time, I denied that I was a masochist because I didn't want that to be who I am. Right. Um, I don't know why. I love hearing stories from people who have this moment that it imprinted on them, and they can tell this story of this day, this thing happened, and that is why I am the way I am. Right. I, and it's this pivotal moment, and I don't have a story. I don't know if something happened and I blocked it out. Or just I was the way I've, but as long as I can remember, I've been this way. I think people are just wired that way. And I think, I think the pivotal moment that made them mm -hmm. air quotes was not, I think that was the part that they, that they woke up. Yeah. I think that's what it was. That's when they realized it, not, and then maybe it was suppressed for, cause I don't, I, and not to say that it's not, that it's not part of it, but I don't usually equate trauma to sexuality no i think people usually. are wired and yeah. they're this way and even if it is like hey i'm a sadist or you're a masochist or yeah i don't i don't think that there's something that was oh i was abused or i was touched or i right. was slapped around or right. i was left at home alone no but i think our our life experiences over time cumulatively affect our sexuality i agree because when i first started doing this um I was nowhere like I had desires and things that I saw that I thought were really hot, but not mm -hmm. to the level that they are now. Yeah. But I also think that's because if you do something for long enough, it's like, I want more. Yeah. Um, but I've also in the last six months have done new things after mm -hmm. being in my mid to late forties mm -hmm. and have started experiencing different things. Like yeah. I had my first experience with a trans woman working mm -hmm. with her. Mm -hmm. um, you and I, um, we were just talking about this, like had, there's this, there's these moments that still happen Yeah. as, because I think it's this evolving thing, but I don't think there was, there was no pivoting. I just know one day I had this urge to watch people suffer. Like I saw something on TV. I mm -hmm. remember, I do remember this. This would be my, your moment, my moment of awakening maybe is I was watching this super cheesy love, uh, story. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore ghost. Okay. And the death that happened. Really funny ghost meme yesterday. Um, and she stands at the top of the stairs, I think it is, and she stands there, and this tear rolls mm -hmm. down her face. And mm -hmm. I had things happen in my body that was not. Oh, I feel so sorry for her. It yeah. was like, fuck. And I remember being like, I want to do really bad things to her right now. And yeah. where most people see people crying and they're like, oh my god, let me help them. Let me cook you something. Let me hold you. Let me tell you everything's going to be okay. And I was like, I want to hold her down and fuck her right now. Yeah. 
And I then when I was like, uh-oh. So, oh, Something's shit. different. This Something's is wrong. different. Something is wrong with me. Right. And that's when it was pushed down and I didn't yeah. talk about it because a couple of times I would tell the really close friend that they would look at me and they're like, you know, you can't tell people that. I was like, well, that's yeah. what I'm telling you. Just, yeah, sh- don't tell anybody. I would never do that. Yeah, yeah, don't tell anybody. This is my very big secret. Right. And yeah. I knew I was into like aggressive, rapey kind of sex, sure. the, the consensual non-consent play. Sure. Um, but like the, and I knew that the suffering part made me excited, but until I found out the thing called BDSM, I was just like, I guess I just have this urge that I'm never yeah. going to be able to experience. Yeah, me too. I didn't know. Obviously you're, you're a child. You don't know about these things. They're not, you know, there's barely sex ed for vanilla sex in this right. world. Like no one is explaining to children that there are these alternative sexualities. Not that I'm necessarily condoning like Let's tell your kids about BDSM. Right. I'm just saying that, like, you don't know, and you think that you're the only person in the whole world who would ever want this. Yeah. And then you find out that you're not, and that's an incredible feeling. Like, that's the moment I remember is, like, wait. There's more of them. There's more of, there's there's people who do this. This is, there's people, for me, it was, people are making porn about this. How bad can this be? They're doing it safety. Yeah, exactly. How bad can this be if there's porn about it? How dangerous can this be if there's people who do it over and over and over again? There's people who do this for their job. There's an they us, must be not safe. a me. Yeah, they must be safe. Right. And that was that was the, my moment when I realized what BDSM was. I was the same way. I was like, so I can have this thing called consensual mm-hmm. non-consent. Mm-hmm. So I can have someone who says, actually, I do want you to come hurt me. And yeah. I do want you to push me to a point where I cry. And I yeah. do want to beg for you to stop and then when it's over, because I would always be like, I'm going to do this, 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 this. And it was really yeah. heinous because I was thinking of the most heinous thing I could think of. Yeah. And then I want to say, it's okay, let's go have a beer. And then I found yeah. this out. I was like, so what, I can actually do this. And then we can and really then go we have can a, actually go have the beer. They're going to like me. And then not only are they going to yeah. like me, but they're going to ask me to do it more. Yeah. And that's when I was like, I'm home. I, I, that's yeah. when I knew. Yeah. So. Yeah. I hope that answered it. Mike. I think so. Um, and then like in terms of talking about fetish, um. I'm I'm an obnoxious asshole who thinks fetish means what it literally means. Okay. And I don't like talking about like fetish fetish to me means you cannot get off if you aren't doing the thing. I don't consider myself a fetishist. I don't know. I yet. consider myself someone who is kinky. Extremely kinky. I think both of us are. And I'm just an obnoxious nitpicker because I recognize that in common parlance fetish is we're doing fetish. But to me fetish is Fetish is this thing that that without it, you are not doing a sex activity. Right. And, I think and I'm not that. I'm not either. I very much enjoy what I'm doing. Um, and I am someone who walks around when I'm on set mildly aroused. I think it's usually evident when I'm excited about whatever we're doing. Um, but I can also probably to go the polar opposite instead of hurting and she has to be in bondage all the time. I mm-hmm. think with enough making out and grinding, I could probably be like, Oh, sorry. Yeah. That's in my pants. Yeah. So I, I don't need anyone. I don't, yeah. Thing. I don't, I don't need, I don't need BDSM to have a great sex time no. at all. In fact, I've been really lately enjoying being very romantic for sex time. Right. And doing what you would consider just like very romantic vanilla sex has been, in addition to my sex life recently and been wonderful and, and connected in the same way and makes me feel the same way right. BDSM feels. You're fulfilled. 
completely. I we I've noticed that too with boss lady. There's this there's this rotation. It mm-hmm. comes around like there's these moments where it's really romantic, and there's other times like shut up, bend yeah. over the counter, and pull your pants down really quick. Yeah. And then there's the let's slow down and mm-hmm. let's so. Mm-hmm. And I think it kind of comes and goes because if it's it, no matter what it is, if you picked one food that you thought was the best food in the entire mm-hmm. world and oh I could eat it forever bullshit because yeah. that peanut butter chocolate cashew milk ice yeah. cream eventually isn't going to taste it's as good exactly, anymore exactly exactly you're gonna get tired of it you're gonna get tired of it yeah variety for me is very important yep yeah um what's your favorite position to tie somebody up in all of them yeah I don't also I also don't have a favorite position if I had to pick something and I don't know that it's 100% possible, um, it would be, honestly, the things that you and I have done. If yeah. I could have you in a position where I could walk up and I could rub my dick on your face, and mm-hmm. then I could walk around and I could have perfect access and rub it right on your pussy without mm-hmm. getting in this, hey, I'm a giant and you're an average sized mm-hmm. person and I'm trying to look weird. Yeah. So if it's possible for me to access the parts that I need, put my dick all over your body the mm-hmm. way I want it, and then still keep you tied up, that's, yeah. the, way, that's the position that I want. That sounds good. This is actually reminding me of something I want to talk about for SOS. Good. That I forgot about. And it's reminding me. Good. I completely forgot. Um, one of the reasons why I think we were so successful on day three was because of the position. Okay. Um, it occurred to me that the last time I cried was also in a similar on my back position. Um. I am one of those people that doesn't necessarily, unless I'm ready for it, likes their stomach touched. Okay. Like I'm not a like, like don't, don't in a non-sex way touch my stomach. Like it's not like I, unless I'm prepared for touches, like a surprise stomach touch will really make me jump. Right. So like if you were standing around talking, where uh, that's. Right. And, and you I like just, came up and touched my butt. I'd be like, oh, he's touching my butt. Right. Or like touched my arm or my shoulder or even like my head or my face. Right. But something about like a stomach touch makes me this much uncomfortable. Right. Um, and. I think that there's probably something that I haven't exactly worked out the right words to explain, but something about feeling very vulnerable because on my that's back exposed. like that. Yeah, because I've, I'm like my soft belly is exposed. It's like my like my underbelly, like a dog, like a dog who won't let you pet their stomach unless till they trust you, and then they're like, "Yeah, do it." Yeah, then once you get it, you're like, "Fuck yeah!" Yeah. So I think it's like in the same way, it's like my legs are spread. So it's like I'm very exposed there on my back, right. like very vulnerable there. But then also like my stomach is very exposed. My my chest is very exposed. Do you think that um, it's a mental thing knowing that you're in the position that you are, that you and like subconsciously even that it like makes you feel more vulnerable? So therefore, Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Yeah. Hmm. I'm not saying that it's a bad thing at all. I'm saying that like maybe that's why... Maybe the position was why I was so nervous. Right. And maybe that was part of why we were so successful. Successful. I think there was a lot in play. I don't think that me trying to tire you out was entirely the thing. I don't think yeah. the words that I chose was the entire thing. I don't yeah. definitely don't think that the pain was the entire thing. No. I, I think that the position of being vulnerable, the tiredness, the word, I think all of it together kind of came at one I time. And I, I agree. Think, we, uh... We keep saying, like, we did the thing. Right. Which makes no sense to really to anybody else but us. But right. that's what I feel like happened is, like, we did the thing that we needed to do. Right. We All the ingredients were there because we've been yeah. doing a lot of cooking. That's the way I care. Yeah. And aftercare for Casey. Yeah. It was I've been cooking all week long for her. Um, 
and the family. It's not just I'm cooking for everybody. <laughs> Only you guys. for me. Fuck everybody yeah, else. You guys get pizza and go the fuck out. We're going to have romantic <laughs> dinners every night. Um, But it's I think that's what it is. It's like all the ingredients, they were exactly the right amount at the exact same time. And it mm-hmm. that's what it all came yeah, together. Yeah, it all came together. Yeah. Like so it we, needed to. And we did the thing. We did the thing. Yeah. Um, do you have a preference? This is from Mark. Do you have a preference of rope versus something like saran wrap versus something like leather restraints? Both of us or me? Uh, both of us. All right, you go first. Rope is my favorite. Rope is my favorite. But I can expand on that. Okay. Um, I, we talked about this on set. I didn't know I had a thing for leather until I did a scene with someone Years ago, and it's not on the internet, so don't mm-hmm. start typing right now because you're not going to find it. it. Where I did a blowjob scene with the, uh, a partner that I had at the time, mm-hmm. and part of the thing is she had these really nice gloves on. Yeah. And I was like, this is going to be great. I'm getting paid, so I can kind of be a little more mm-hmm. me. And when she touched me with the gloves, I felt like a child, not a child, a young person yes. experiencing sex for the first time. I was yeah. like, I can't, I'm going to fucking blow up everywhere. Yeah. So I have a, a, a great appreciation and, a, and it's mildly fetishized for me. The mm-hmm. smell of leather. Oh, for sure. The yes. feel of leather. Yes, for me as well. Um, and that's like if I can touch leather on someone else. If I touch mm-hmm. leather to my cock, it's over with. Like I, mm-hmm. I don't, That's I, it. I should try and get a, an actual good glove and see how long I can last with myself. Does it need to be soft, like the very, very soft glove leather, or just like it doesn't matter? Like if you if you went out there to the studio and took one of those leather belts and put it on your dick, I probably would blow all over the place. Okay, like, but I also like to. I have time moments that I the same thing stages that I go through to where I actually tie it all up. Like I yeah. get rope down there and I will encompass yeah. the entire thing and then i actually turn rope this really tight rope mm-hmm. into like into a jack the, yeah. sleeve yeah. which is not a sleeve at all because no matter how much lube you put on there right. it still just it's scratches not, yeah it. um but i again it's rope is my number one because to me rope is i think it's more sensual it's mm-hmm. sexy mm-hmm. saran wrap i could give a fuck less the only thing saran wrap to me is good for is wrapping around someone's head so they can't breathe and then Poking yeah, a hole it's great it. for that. I've done a little bit of saran wrap. It is also not a sexually arousing material for me. If anything, it feels a little, a little cheesy. Yeah. Um, rope is my favorite because it allows for the most flexibility. Yeah. Um, you can do so much with rope. Right. Whatever you want, really, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. But I agree with you with the. The leather and the smell of leather and and leather conditioner and like working leather and and getting hit with leather is a thing I really enjoy. Right. And but I will always choose if my choices are to be restrained by rope or leather. It's always going to be. I rope. will choose rope. I'm the same way. I like, and again, it's, it's like I have a really nice leather couch mm-hmm. that we hung out on. Yeah. And I like it because it's just enough of a smell if you get your head and yeah. lay on it, but it's not this overpowering, like punch in the face of leather. Yeah. I also have a leather couch that smells really nice. And they're, they're nice to have. And it, and I like the way it touches the conditioned mm-hmm. and then flip it on the raw hide mm-hmm. side to where it's all of that. Like there's parts where I like to pick the, the, yeah. the little hair things yeah. on it. So, yeah. I enjoy both of them, but rope is always going to be my passion. Rope yeah. is always going to be my thing for the same reason that you said that it's, I can, I can damn, I won't say anything cause I'm not that cool, sure. but I can do a lot of shit with rope that I can't do with yeah. any other thing. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. 
Uh, we talked about the cattle prod already. Um, this is another cattle prod question from Chris. Um, your need to feel the cattle prod made sense from the video. Again, this is the OnlyFans video. But other than the pain, does it also bring other feelings and emotions? Is it something you like for the pain? I guess we kind of talked about this a little bit, but... Um, yeah, electricity is terrifying. There's something extra terrifying about electricity. It definitely brings additional feelings. And then I get hit with it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, you idiot. You like this. Right. Why are you being nervous? You like it. Right. Stop. Besides what we've talked about, do you have feelings about the cattle prod? Um, I do. I have, like, feelings in my pants about the cattle prod. <laughs> but, and I, and I say that, let me clarify that. I say that with the... I, when I use it, I don't even need to hurt you with it. Like I can come yeah. in and I've done this so many times over the years. I can come in with those two cattle prods or even just one mm-hmm. and I can strike such fear and the mind fuck. And you know this from us, our time, mm-hmm. but to know and have them talk about it. Cause we always talk about it afterwards is how in the fuck do you scare me so bad that I'm like, I feel like I'm dying and I yeah. cry and I'm yeah. terrified. And I know in the back of my head, all I have to do is say stop and you'll leave me alone. Yeah. There are people, yeah. like I feel like I am afraid of electricity, but there are people who almost lose control about it. Yeah. There's people that'll break, like they'll fuck shit, they'll hurt themselves to try and to get, get away from it. it. Yeah. And uh, that's that's why I feel like there's something different about electricity. It's like this. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how weak or how, how strong it yeah. is. It's, it's even... It doesn't someone, have to be used. No. And, and that's what I'm saying. I probably, this would be a life I said more than anything else. Mm-hmm. At my most heightened moment on set of being aroused and firm in mm-hmm. the pants mm-hmm. is equal to me scaring people with electricity and never mm-hmm. touching them. The big JP trick is to have them blindfolded, let them hear it, mm-hmm. silence them, play mm-hmm. the whole game of shut mm-hmm. your fucking mouth and listen. Mm-hmm. And the psychological fear, so I no mm-hmm. longer have to touch you. Yeah. And I just walk around, and you're blindfolded, and it taps you. Or yeah. I didn't even touch you with my fingers. And then yeah. the trick of beg for me to touch your pussy with it. And yeah. I still have not used it after five minutes. Yeah. And then somehow, almost every time, they start begging for me to touch their pussy, and yeah. I hit them with the fucking vibrator. Yeah. And they jump and like they jump. they've been shot. Yeah. yeah. And it takes them usually a couple seconds for their to brain realize. to register yeah. that, oh, wait a minute, it's the vibe. It's not a cattle prod. Yeah. So that very much gets me all kind of gets me warm in the pants i understand so next time i start threatening you know what's coming (laughs) it's gonna be me (laughs) yeah see and i'm the kind of person that's like you're gonna threaten me with it you better fucking do it apparently i can't even walk on set with it now without being like hold on better fucking do it Uh, that's just me being competitive and that's yeah but i think that's what made sos fun this time and again i always say this and i don't feel that i have to but i do I'm not taking anything from the other ones, but this one was entirely different because of the way we know each other. And that was the intimidating part is because we have such a relationship off camera to have this, like now we got to do it, which is also what made you have the the racing heart, Mm -hmm. me have Mm -hmm. the racing heart, us taking so So, much time to get started started. almost every day. And then disco having the patience of us. Oh, wait a minute. I haven't done this in forever. Turn the thing back up. Is this disco? There we go. Disco music. Disco music. I forgot that I used to yeah, do that. Yeah, I know. I said his name earlier and you didn't play the song. I forgot. Okay. Now we're, I'm, see, okay. this is the first time back in studio. I'll, yeah. I'll keep that turned up a little. 
Um, so I feel like, like this was different because we knew each other so well. Like I, yeah. I have a really great relationship with Victoria. Yes. I almost said the wrong I know. name. Yes. With Victoria. I, with Victoria. Um, and her and I have become really good friends. Yeah. And. But your friendship kind of started with SOS, right? It did. We had done like one device yeah. bonded shoot and I was like, she's brand new. This is going to be great for the yeah, series. Yeah, she's going to be amazing. Do, do this, yeah. Brand new, brand new models going to go. Big places. Right. Yeah. Who I, I just thought she was a great bondage model. She and was it would a great be, bondage model. And yeah, to see where she started, she would be one yeah. of those good how it started, how it's going things. Yeah. Um, and then Kristen, Kristen, just uh, her and I have, they, I'm sorry, them and I have had the, the we there was this bond. Mm-hmm. Like they reached out to me um, and actually hit me up and I was shooting with MindGeek and Kink at the mm-hmm. time. And my geek, the person that I was like my my report that I reported to, yeah, my superior or whatever was like, hey, I saw you talking with a super hot person. Mm-hmm. Can we get them on one of our shoots? Mm-hmm. So there was that dynamic. So it started with that as a director, and then it moved into us interacting, mm-hmm. and it kind of clicked. Yeah. I think the same way you and I did. Like where there was just like, yeah. hey, this is really hot person that wants to work with me, and then yeah. we worked, and we're like. This is going to okay, be a thing. Okay, this will do. This will do, thanks. Yeah, this will be okay. Yeah. We'll see where this goes, but don't yeah. you fuck up, mister. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Um, this is from a maybe the same Chris or maybe a different Chris. You obviously have a strong love of pain and BDSM. I think this is mostly for me, but I'm also interested in the answer for you. Okay. Um, you obviously have a strong love of pain and BDSM. Would you ever consider that? be a more permanent part of your lifestyle with the right partner or do you like it contained to a certain proportion that allows you to do a wider range of activities personally and professionally i zoned i must have zoned because <laughs> Here, you, fin- you finished it and i was like read it, it. I it's miss? fine read it whoops it's that one i'll start you can read it okay um i do do bdsm in my personal life i have historically speaking done BDSM in every relationship that I have ever had uh, to varying degrees including a small stint in a 24-7 relationship Um, I am not in a 24-7 relationship right now I am in a a DS free relationship um, with my husband Um, we will occasionally do like a protocol vacation or something and go to an Airbnb and do protocol for a weekend or something. That like and play really a really fun hard. game. That's that's what the there was there was a question about that. It was. There, there was, was a, a question, question about that. We could talk did you read this? I I'm did. just taking my phone away from you like I'm looking for the question while you're in the middle of reading. Um there was a question about that. Um so like we will occasionally do like a protocol weekend. But because of my job and the primary way or my income I need to not have bruises and not have marks and, right and again like we were talking about earlier it's not something that I require to have a fulfilling sexual activity but that sounds like a lot of fun it's super to do it for sometimes is super fun and what I've learned is that I want to have a partnership with someone who is equal to me right. in life and then we can do stuff for fun when we want to or we can we can, choose to do it. we can choose to do it or we can just wake up in the morning and roll over and fuck for five minutes and then go about our day wait a minute sex lasts five minutes sometimes damn it and I, I 
I don't <laughs> tell the boss lady. I won't. <laughs> okay, so let me get this. Um, but we have to remember protocol is the word, so we can come yeah. back to that. Yeah. I think that would be. The, I'm gonna actually make a note at the end. But but what about you? What about in your uh, personal life? In my personal life, um, there's so many aspects to BDSM, and I don't want to be like everything that I do. I can relate to because i'm not I, yeah boss lady isn't vanilla by any means no but i wouldn't i wouldn't say that she is because i feel like inadvertently having me as a partner is kinky in its own right because mm-hmm. it's like i have this thing that i run off and i work with all of these other people and yeah. then i come home and she, I, I, dare I say she reaps the benefits because yeah. I come home to her and then I'm like, I want to cook for someone and I yeah. want to be happy with someone and I want to yeah. do the things and you're the one, you know, that's getting all the penis. And, yeah. Um, but we have done things. Uh, she did not beg because she's not a begging woman, but yeah. she made it very clear to me for a long time that you have tied up all of these other people mm-hmm. and a lot of my friends because, and this is friends like not in the industry, but like we would yeah. go on a vacation and we would, a group of us would go to big bear Yeah, and I'd always take rope because yeah. why wouldn't I? Right. And there was never clothes off and big orgies. Um, but I would do this. Someone would always get tied up. Yeah. And it was until we got the studio mm-hmm. that she had ever been suspended, which is, I know it's sad that yeah. I waited that long, but it was, years into our relationship almost a decade of being married before yeah. we not quite a decade but close before she had actually been suspended right but there's a lot of figuring out boundaries in your marriage and what, right. what well she had been asking yeah and i'm like eh, mm. i get the armory why don't you tie me up well there's, at that point there's yeah. cameras everywhere there's right. not going to be any secret right um so it kind of it exists in my life um, in my personal life, we do it, but our sex by far does not depend on it. Yeah, you, d- you, you, and her definitely don't have a protocol relationship. I actually can't imagine her really doing protocol with you. If there was protocol, to be completely honest, it she would, would probably be the top. she would be the top. Yeah, for sure. I would be the service bottom, yeah. and I would go do what I was told. Yeah, and I would be. I I probably would be a fucking bratty little bitch. <laughs> like I would probably be like fuck you. I'm and then picturing you in my head as a good boy. I would be a good boy when I was in the mood, but if I wasn't in the mood and you came at me, mm. I would be a brat and then I would get in trouble and then I would probably either cry about it and then be really cathartic and feel fucking amazing, mm-hmm. which maybe that's what I'm missing. Maybe I need someone to kick my ass yeah. every once in a while. Yeah, see, that's the thing for me. If it's if it's time to, someone comes at me, for lack of a better word, and I'm not in the mood, it's not that it's a non-starter. I have to be in the mood. Well, that's what I'm saying. If if we there was there we had a DS protocol mm-hmm. thing going on, mm-hmm. um, and we were forever like a like a like, a like an all the time yeah yeah like a twenty three six is like yeah. I like to call it. So yeah. you need some free time. But if we were in that, that was how we functioned. Mm-hmm. I would have my bratty moments, sure, and I would accept the ass kicking that I would yeah. get or the punishment, yeah. Um, but I would definitely, I think I would have bratty moments, but I also think that I would be more of a very good boy yeah, kind of thing. But I don't play like that, so get it out of your head, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> but I also, I'm a giver. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. Like, I yeah. want to be very affectionate and, hey, let me do this for you, and hey, let me do that for you. And that's yeah. just natural the way I was raised as a person. That's the way I was supposed to treat people I loved. Yeah. So... But you can, like I said, you can put a BDSM spin on anything. Look at the trailer oh, totally. park trash wreck fucking thing that Fifty Shades of Shit is. Yeah. I said it. 
You don't take it back. No, I, I own that I don't that take shit. it back. Yeah. Fuck that goddamn yeah. thing. Yeah. This one's for me. But then we were talking about this earlier and actually got into a really interesting vein of conversation. So we're just going to do it again. Okay. Uh, Casey, would you, this is from Chris. Casey, would you ever consider doing more Dom work? And I don't consider myself a Dom ever. It's not something I identify as. But I love topping. I enjoy topping a lot of my personal life. I don't often get hired to do it on camera because of how, I think it's mostly these days how I sound. It's just my voice. Okay. People don't want to listen to this voice say mean things. Unless I do it in my sexy, like slow, sexy, mean way. Because like I do, a, like I'll do a lot of like jerk off instruction, mean, like fem, like, or like soft, mean. Right. Like, oh, you're just a little bit not good enough for me. Or like, if only your dick was just a little bit bigger. Right. That kind of thing. I could see that being hot. But um, at the same time, and maybe it's because I know you so well, but like it's just, we're just sitting here talking like I could, you could probably read a recipe to me and I could jerk off to it. But that's yeah. also yeah, but, apparently but, a dirty boy. Too. Well, yes. <laughs> However, but uh, I, I love topping. I just don't get hired. Like, I, I, I'm not the kink.com femdom aesthetic physically. I'm just, I'm just not that like porno stereotype. Right. And so I often don't get hired to top, but that doesn't mean it's not something I don't enjoy. Right. I think you would be good at it. I, now yeah. I'm like, maybe I should start doing some femdom stuff just so, not me participating, but me like directing because I think it would be hot. But I also, so here's the thing, the the aesthetic that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I think that Aiden's star is phenomenal, but mm-hmm. not because of how she demands or commands mm-hmm. things and demands mm-hmm. things and, and holds her ground the mm-hmm. way she does. It's because of her size. Yeah. I think it is so fucking arousing to see someone of her size because she's, I, I, you all know, I'm a fucking giant anyway. Um, and Aiden is barely five feet tall, yeah. if five feet tall. Yeah, so I don't to, actually know how tall they are. So to have know. someone that's of that stature bossing around these big, scary yeah. dudes, yeah, that alone is the hotness. If she came in and had a fucking clown nose on and mm-hmm. a fucking horn <laughs> it would still be just as hot yeah. because it's someone of that stature demanding that this this beast of mm-hmm. a creature mm-hmm. shut the fuck up and do what they're mm-hmm. told yeah Aiden is one of the very few people on my list of people who i will bottom to on that short list of people if i gave in i actually it's a lie i don't think i would i would submit to her because she scares the fuck <laughs> out of me in a really hot way, a but way yeah but she scares the yeah. shit out of me but yeah we were do you remember what you said about like the why I'm making this differentiation between Dom and Top? Because Or do you want to ask me and then I'll ask I'll me. ask you because ask I'm gonna ask me the question. set me up. Because I'm gonna be the dirter. Yeah, I set say. me up. So Casey, yes. what exactly how would you define the difference between being a top versus being a dominant? So for me, topping and bottoming are physical acts. And those physical acts might include things like verbal humiliation or some mental role play, gameplay stuff. But topping and bottoming are things you do with your body. They're physical. Right. Uh, dominating and submitting are things you do with your mind, regardless of what you're doing with your body. And I, like when you said that earlier, I remember this light went off and I was like, this is the way to explain it. And it makes the most sense because topping is the physical act where 
doming or submit submitting is very much the mental, the mental part. Of it. Yeah. And you can do both at the same time. Like you can submit while you're bottoming. You can also submit while you're topping. Right. You know, you can be submissive and in a physical position of power, right. but an emotional place of submission. But I also think that being a dominant to a certain degree is in turn, you're still submitting mm-hmm. to the mm-hmm. bottom subs yeah. desires. As long as when you're not being a dick. Right. When there's no ego. Or, or you know, to be to say that a little more strongly when you're not being an abuser. Yeah. Yeah. Because it is. Because it's, and, and I think that's maybe the reason I have excelled at this is because, as I said before, I'm such a giver mm-hmm. that I, and I'm a pleaser. So if I can, you come to me and you're like, you know what really gets me hot? You choking me, slapping me, putting things in my butt, mm-hmm. and then putting me under your boot. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, fuck, if that's all it takes to get you super turned on and mm-hmm. like me, I'll do that all day. Right, yeah. It just so happens to be that it also really gets me Works aroused. for you, yeah. Right. Yeah. Now I'm starting to wonder that we were talking about this. I'm like, is it what came first, the BDSM or the the giver? I cannot answer that question. I don't know. Until next time. Yeah. Um, We've really already talked about this next one, so I'm going to read it out of politeness, but we've really already addressed it. This is from Mike. Generally speaking, do you try and block out the camera and crew when you shoot, or just knowing that people all over the world are going to watch this add to the experience? And I feel like we we talked about this one. Yeah. Yeah. It adds. I think it adds. It adds. I think it adds, yeah. I like people watching. Yeah. And then... Nick asked us some technical questions, and we'll do these, and then we'll do these last two ones that I just have little notes about. Okay. Um, do the ropes have a working load limit? Um, the actual hemp that I use, I could not tell you the working load limit, but the rig that I use for suspensions, that mm-hmm. it's because the rope is, it does, but I'm not, I don't know specifically mm-hmm. right off the top of my head. But the my rig, the big black rope that I use, mm-hmm. has this poly braided center with another poly yeah. around the edge. Yeah. And it has close to a 6,000-pound working load mm-hmm. rate. I think those are the right The right technical words, words yeah. Um, but it's, a, it, it, it's capable of holding 6,000 pounds and working, not just yeah. lifting, but working with yeah. it. And then the actual rig itself, the block and tackle, I think is a couple thousand Mm-hmm. Easy. I think it's mm-hmm. twenty two hundred. Maybe I think it's a ton working, mm-hmm. and then whatever the working is, I think it's there's a mathematical equation that the the lifting is up here. My hands are high. Yeah. Just for anybody listening, and then the working significantly drops, mm-hmm. and I always go off of I need it to be working because there's right. going to be movement and tying. And right. But it's orgasm. still far above the any kind of human weight right it's overkill and redundancy because of safety yeah for safety yeah Yeah. um what kind of padding is best for preventing marks on the sub and i feel like we can talk about what we did yesterday in the vet wrap yeah oh so padding for like when the positions that's what how i read this question yeah okay because i was gonna say it's not thinking like implements here you wear this bubble wrap and i'm gonna hit you correct no, to me, I read this as like the things that we do where we like put down a, a puzzle mat or right or uh, the vet wrap. To me, it's always been it's the individual's choice. Yeah. Because you and I have had throughout the last four days, hey, do you want me to 
wrap that? Do sure. you want a pad under that? Do sure. you want me to do something for you? And you always made the decision because I'm always going to offer knowing that I'm probably going to be told no most of the time. Yeah. Especially from you specifically yeah. the throughout the day it's it depends on the model sure yeah and it's different for me on the day too right you know sometimes i'd like a pad for my knees but also i know that there are people out there who listen to us talk about this and think things like oh they're they're cheating it's not real bdsm if she gets a pad for her knees right or you know it's it's cheap it's fake it's not real it's still real it's very real and the thing is think about it like this at the end of the day, it has to be consensual yeah. between everyone. So for someone to at any point, at any level, not want to do something because of X, yeah, then it, the consent is being tampered with or yeah. toyed with. So yeah. I want you to kneel down and I'm going to do whatever. Whatever, yeah. When you're kneeling and you kneel down and my knees hurt, and mm-hmm. because this is straw or this mm-hmm. is gravel, mm-hmm. can I get a pad? You mm-hmm. say no you are kind of being a mm-hmm. dick and you're removing consent. And we all know what happens when consent gets yeah. pulled out. Yeah. So it's not weak. It's not cheating. What it, it's doing, it is creating a consensual place mm-hmm. and a consensual situation for activities to happen. And if it yeah. means that I can wrap this piece of wood with this paper thin stuff, that's mm-hmm. going to take the edge off right, the sharp edge away. So I don't feel a splinter. Right. Or yeah. that it's so precise with that sharp edge that it now makes your arm go numb or some other right. part of your body uncomfortable. Right. It's sustainability. Yeah. And it's for the consensual part and the fun part and the sustainability. Yeah. Because also at the end of the day, again, we're making a movie. Yeah. And that's part of the fun is that we're making a movie. Right. I, I, I mean, I would, sure, I would do it off camera, obviously. Right. That's, doesn't need to be said, but it's fun for me to do it on camera. And that means certain things have to happen. And it doesn't, you know, there's, there's one thing to be, for you to say, like, I want you to be uncomfortable. With intent. This is intent, yeah, intentional discomfort versus a splinter from a rough piece of wood. Because which is n- unintentional right? N- and could potentially cause some harm. If it's preventable, like I tell everyone, like when we have the floor on the big wooden set that everyone mm-hmm. sees us on. Yeah. Disco is such a stickler for this. He's like, put your fucking shoes on. And he doesn't swear like I do. No, but not at all. <laughs> but he's also stern with the models. Especially yeah, put your, put your, here's your put flip-flops. Your take on, your flip-flops away. Walk to the, the spot. Yeah. Remove your shoes. I'll take them off set. And then when the scene's over, I will bring them back to you. Yeah, he got cranky with me yesterday when I walked over to get my water and I didn't have my shoes yep. on. And I was like, I'm fine. But he got, you know, he's trying to keep me safe. And when he does it, especially with new models, I always look over and say, if anything's going to cause you pain today, it's going to be me. Yeah. It's not going to be exactly. my sets. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, I'm feeling guilty about pulling that knot out of your floor now. Oh, <laughs> him and I have already come up with a solution. I have to execute the solution, but we've already come up with a I solution. Would a, so I would tell the story because it's embarrassing tell for it. me. I was sitting on the floor and I am nervous. This is day one. Did I pull the, no, day two. I pulled the knot out day on two. day two. Sitting on the floor because I'm nervous. And when I'm nervous, I pick at things. This is a way my anxiety manifests. And the floor, these pieces of wood, the wood planks, you've seen them. There's knots in them because they're actual Three pieces. And this knot had had, at some point, who knows when, you had drilled into it a hard point. Right. And the screw went in. And when the screw came out, 
it pulled up a piece of the knot, like the very center. I don't know if there's a word for the very center of a knot of a tree, but that the little center was sticking core? up. The core? We'll, say, we'll call the it core because it sounds of the good. knot was sticking up. The core. And I started playing with it, and I was like, I'll pull it out, and I'll put it back in. Pulled out the center. The rest of it came loose because it's a knot. Pulled out the rest of it, <laughs> and it would not go back in, and I left a hole in the floor. That is sharp, and... And not a nice way to treat a set. But it was there. And I mean, and you can see this, the camera I'm not going to show to, but this is from this week of yeah. me yeah. Do you see fidgeting. That? I, I mean, I know I, I, I got to your house and I was like, look at my pinky. Look at how my cuticles are destroyed. Yeah, I have sat here and I didn't put on this. nail polish for a reason because I was going to peel it all off. Yeah, I have torn my thumbs yeah. to hell and I just, I pick and I fidget. So yeah. I get it. I understand. Yeah. Plus, it was if it was sticking up enough for you to be able to pull it out, then mm-hmm. it needed to be repaired anyway. Probably, I'll go with that. And you know what? To prove that point, we did absolutely nothing to sand it, to fix it, to repair it. The mm-hmm. knot is sitting up on a shelf somewhere, right? Or the mm-hmm. yeah, the knot is because mm-hmm. the, it's there's a void there. Yeah. You stood over that, and we worked over that all day yesterday, and yeah, it and never I, bothered you. No, I noticed it, but it with my eyes. Oh. So you're like, ah, there's that thing I did. Yeah, I noticed it with my eyes and felt bad, but it didn't ever turn into a problem. Right. Yeah. But it's there, yeah. It's there. Disco pointed it out and said, there's this thing and we need to address this. And I was yeah. like, well, let's just stick it back yeah, in there. Yeah, the eye roll I got from him when he noticed what I was doing. If there was an actual, so all of you know that are listening, if there were actually, let me get ready for this. Okay. If there was actually a real daddy on my set, <laughs> it's, it's Disco. Him. It's him. That's who it is. It's Disco. Yeah. 100% Disco. Yeah. He's the one who keeps me in line. He's mm-hmm. the one who keeps the, the, the train mm-hmm. rolling because mm-hmm. if it weren't, we would sit around we'd and sit talk. sit all day and, and talk and not shit. shoot. We'd start shooting. If we'd, we'd go, it's dinner time. Let's yeah. go home. Or there's this where it's like, oh, hey, did you see did this? Did you see this cool did thing? Did you see this? Yeah. And we will waste, because that's basically yeah. what we do when the camera's not on is we Pretty sit much. there and talk about crazy shit Stuff, and show yeah. each other memes. Yeah. Um, how often do you inspect the equipment for signs of wear? Every day. Every day that I'm on set. Um, I don't know if you noticed it yesterday because I actually joked about it with Disco. Um, when I put the, because so I have the, the, the columns that are solid wood mm-hmm. that every time those go up and you've seen them come up and down several times. All the now, time, yeah. They go up and down. There's, there's, um, Fittings. That's yes. the word I'm looking for. Yes. I'm, I'm not making words now. There's fittings up in the sky that's that's that help them tack or lock into another piece of pipe up there, and then mm-hmm. we drill them into the floor. Um, we rotate through the screws because anytime it starts to strip even a little bit, we throw those out. Yeah, we have a lot of screws that we yeah. have in stock. Um, and then every time we go up and down the ladders to make adjustments and stuff, every single time we constantly double check everything that's up there. We mm-hmm. look at things. If any part of the, like even the big steel bars, mm-hmm. if we, if I see that there's any kind of damage that might right. structurally fuck with it, it right. goes it away. It goes away. Yeah, it goes away. Um, Same with the rope. I feel like the rope as it, every time it gets put away, you take it back, you know, yeah. every time it gets washed. And you, I mean, I feel like I've heard horror stories and I'm not going to put anybody on blast, but there's, mm-hmm. there's been really fucked up situations where people have been injured and had mm-hmm. to have surgeries and mm-hmm. reconstructive surgery because they mm-hmm. just, they skipped the one test mm-hmm. of checking their fucking rig. Mm-hmm. But 
like when I put the pipe up. So in between the columns, I also have inch and a half interior diameter ID mm-hmm. um, steel that's about a seven foot span, which mm-hmm. is super strong. But then I have the rings that hang off of it. I actually put it on social media recently. Yeah. Um, and when I hang that up, I hang off of each ring because mm-hmm. there's the steel ring that's connected to the steel fitting mm-hmm. by a what's called a shackle. So it's like a horseshoe with a screw that yeah. goes through it. And every time, weight rated or not, I hang, hang and I yank on yeah. every one of them. And then I pull on two at a time. Like, yeah. I, I test you them test every them. single time. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you noticed. Like, I was, I, I, without even thinking about it, always hang on a rig before. Right. Like, test it for movement. Um, I was present once when a rig failed. I was not the person who Thank God. was there, but I was present when it happened. And that person had to go to the hospital and had a concussion and the worst case scenario is someone actually had part of their spine fused and they had to do reconstructive surgery on their face because it was an inversion. Oh, and they it fell on their face. Fell right on their face. Yeah. This face. person fell and kind of hit the back of their head and didn't fall far, fall about, fell about a foot. Wasn't far off the ground when it gave. And it's not even ego. It's neglect at that no, point. Yeah. You, you have to check. Yeah. You have to check. That's your responsibility. Like you, yeah. someone trusts you enough to say, fuck yeah, I want you to tie me yeah. up, put me up in the air and I want to fly. And yeah. you're like, fuck yeah. And you do it. And then they fall. Yeah. That's nobody's fault but yours. Yeah. yeah. So all the time, every yeah, single time. time. Yeah. Um, let's talk about like hard points and how they factor into planning a scene. Hard points as in like to tie, tie to. points. Yeah. Um, I am fortunate enough to have removable i was gonna say mobile no i i I feel like you do have mobile type you you make them non-mobile when you use them but they are mobile right they are changeable yes yes um whether it's the pieces of furniture like when i have a piece of furniture come in we have like l brackets that are screwed to the bottom so the chair can't tip over backwards i drill it to Mm -hmm. the ground um if we have a box, it's got behind it where the camera never shows or it's so not obvious. Yeah. These L brackets that are drilled to the box, drilled to the floor, or whatever piece of furniture. So it, there's no oops in any way. Yeah. Whether there's sex on it or there's not sex on it. Because if there's fucking, you obviously don't want the certain things right. to move. Right. But so those are always locked down. And then I have these tie points that most people, I think, in even even average dungeons, they mm-hmm. don't move them. Right. They, they just... Set right. them and leave them. And I have the these tie-down points. I have the, the metal shackles mm-hmm. that I use on device. All of these things mm-hmm. are removable or mobile, so I can put them where I want them. But with that being said, I also am constantly monitoring the wood and to make sure that, oh, you know what, I've used this spot a lot. Let's move yeah. over here because yeah. it's not safe. Um, and it always, it, none of it's weight-bearing, but it still needs to hold its place. I did something... Yeah. Who did I, I did something with this someone recently and what the, I don't remember what it was. I, I don't remember if it was trade or kink or what, mm-hmm. but we did this thing and I put the metal shackles and mm-hmm. drilled them into the, 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 the decay room, the okay. green room. And halfway through there was an orgasm going on and I looked up and this person had pulled, pulled it out almost completely off the wall because it, hit, yeah, that's, that was a set because mm-hmm. it wasn't into a stud. It was, right. it, and they were doing well about not taking it off the wall, Yeah, but it just, it ruined me yeah. knowing that that had happened. Yeah. And I, again, I would never do anything from a safety perspective, from a safety perspective, yeah. 
but it was also the part of me that's like that you you're jp you're at a level right. where you don't have right don't make that mistake faulty bondage yeah so yeah but they play a huge part like if i didn't have the columns or the piece mm-hmm. of furnitures or the actual tie points it they it would be more difficult yeah oh for sure it um they're very helpful yeah. they come in handy yeah, just the unfortunate part is even if they were sold, some, which I'm sure you can get something at hardware stores. Oh, for sure. Most people don't move the things around. Yeah. Like oh, yeah, you can go to the store and buy them and paint them black and make right. them look cool and screw them in. Yeah. For sure. I'm just lucky enough to have the dungeon looking ones that were right. custom-made. The nice custom ones, yeah. The jingle and jangle. Yeah. Did we ever come back to the protocol part? No, that's where I was just going to go. Okay. Let's talk about the protocol. Okay. I don't know where to start. <laughs> I, don't, I, I like we've gone in so many circles. We're just like, going around and around. Um, what what was the protocol that we talking were? about? Um, protocol vacation. How the the question was like, how, um, how do you do this for at home people? What? How do you how do you create this environment? How do you? What do you recommend for people who want to play this game at home? The protocol game. The protocol game. I, be- I believe this question was specifically in reference to, like, the manual labor part of day three. Um, oh, I'm having a leg cramp. Hold on. Stretch it. Oh, oh my God. God. You should see where her, her head is. Oh, my God. How did you put your leg there? <laughs> That's what you get for only listening and not watching my podcast. You're never going to know where she just you put her head. You never know. <laughs> oh, Everybody God. watching is like, you guys are right, asses. Guys are, yeah. Um. I, I I feel like a broken record because I feel like we have sat at this table and had similar conversations, not mm-hmm. to this specific, but this is going to be the same mm-hmm. answer, is it starts with communication. Yes, you, that I completely agree with. You have to sit down and talk about what's okay and not so mm-hmm. good. And I didn't text Casey and say, hey, so I've got this 10-pack of cinder blocks right. and this piece of wood and this 12-foot pipe, and I'm going to make you do X, Y, Z, because I'm not going to give away too much. Yeah. But... I also knew what, I know you, again, well enough. Where right, if it was another, we've had a lot of conversations. Right. If it were another model, even Victoria, I probably sure. would have said, hey, I'm planning some activities loosely. I don't want to tell you everything, but this is kind of what's part right. of the is activity. This, is there, any, because I'm thinking, like, is there is there any part of this that would press a button that would be bad? Right. Because maybe... Maybe there is. Maybe a bad thing happened one day about a cinder block. Right. And you don't know. And that's very possible. And honestly, before you text, because I, I, I did a flirt thing on social media, yeah. and I took a picture when I was leaving the hardware store and put it on social media and was like, I didn't say shots fired. What did I say? Flirting or something well, like that. I don't that. remember what you said. Something about like preparing and. I said something flirting because you responded flirt accepted. Yeah. Um. And that afternoon, I was going to, or the, within the couple of days, I was going to text and say, so I've got a plan. And r- the same thing, roughly, this is yeah. what I was going to do. But that evening, shortly after, probably yeah. when you finished shooting, yeah. you were like, I don't want you to tell me anything else. I don't want to know any reasoning. I just want you to know. That your flirt worked. That your flirt worked. And I was yeah. like, okay, so I don't have to ask. Right, because okay? that was the opportunity that I could have said like, hey, by the way, I something about a cinder block. and Right. Whatever, I can't even think of an example that isn't absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, there was this one time in but Cancun and there was exactly a parrot who spit something, at me. yeah, something, because you, you don't know what life experience, like. 
shit happens. You don't know. Maybe you've done a lot of things. Like it could be anything because you never know what sticks with somebody and what right. life experience sticks and and presses bad buttons in your brain. Right. But that was that was me communicating to you. I consent to the cinder blocks. Right. Which is similar to the consent thing that we talked about mm-hmm. when we did the thing. Yeah, which is a thing people often talk about. Like I don't know how to make consent sexy. Like how do I have this conversation? Yeah, how do I have this conversation without it being boring and tedious? And it's like things like that. Well, it's I think the enthusiasm behind, hey, I think you're hot and we know each other and we have this thing and we look at each other a certain way. So mm-hmm. we both know that we want to do this thing. I was thinking, how do you feel about this? Mm-hmm. And you start with that. Yeah. And you start to introduce things and then you start and they're like, fuck yeah, that sounds hot. I never thought you were into it. Oh, well, you think yeah. that's hot. What about what this? What about this? Yeah. And then if you start talking about like, you know, putting on clown makeup and walking around with a four inch diameter butt plug and that they're like, hey, that went too far. Be yeah. like, okay, well, I'll pull back the paint. Sure. You can also, you know, there's ways to say like, I'm not interested in doing that today or, or that's something I need to think about or. Can we build up to that's that? That's actually a hard limit of mine or whatever. And you just, I know that it's so hard sometimes to communicate no. Right. In regular life. And when sex and feelings are involved, it becomes more difficult. Yeah. But. But it always is consent. Yeah. And consent is sexy. Yeah. No matter how much someone may think that it's not. Yeah. So to start with the conversation, mm-hmm. of, I was thinking, and we talked about this, I think, on one of our videos. It's the, what you and I do on camera is the same as people who aren't, that don't do this at home on our level. Mm-hmm. Play, hey, Dr. Dad. Mm-hmm. Oh, what do you need, nurse mom? Or whatever names you fill in. It's the same. It's role play. It's just role play. It's all it is. So having the conversation and saying, hey, so I want to be this big, scary farmer, and you're going to be my little piggy. Yeah. Or whatever. whatever. That actually sounds hot. That does sound hot. (laughs) I like that game. But you play, you you lay out the rules of the game. The same thing with, I'm trying to see if I have one available, but the people listening wouldn't hear it or see it anyway. Yeah. I, every time we do a shoot, I have a three or four page, um, Checklist, checklist of yeah. all of the fucking things that may or may not happen. Yeah. And we go over it. And then when the model finishes it, so there's, and that's how we do it. And to me, yeah. those three or four pieces of paper are one of the sexiest things right. we can Very do. Very important. Yeah. In terms of like practical. So like you want to do a DS act. This is a partner you already have. So we're going to operating under the assumption. This is a partner you already have. You already know them. You've already done some negotiation with them. Okay. I want to go and do a 48-hour DS weekend. Um, Talking about, like, practical advice for how you would do that. And I can only speak for the things that work for me because I don't know what works for other people. But I like to send text messages. Hey, I was thinking we could. What do you think about this? Right. Maybe we could do this. Because I get shy in person. I don't want to ask. So is it super vague? So do you like, hey, I was thinking we should do a vacation. And then when they're like, hey, a vacation sounds nice. Hey, what do you feel about? What about a protocol vacation? So is it super subtle? Like, let's start with, Often I just want a vacation. for me, yeah. Or it'll be like, I was having this fantasy about, and it's almost like a sext. Okay. I was having this fantasy about doing this thing, or like, I've been really in the mood lately to do this thing. Right. And then the number one trick for me is you have to go somewhere other than your home. You can't wake up one morning in your home and say, okay, we're doing protocol now. It fails because I have tried this and it crashed and burned so hard. It was it was an experience where we both had to be like, 
this is working for you. It's not working for me. Like, can, right. can we need to stop. This isn't working. Well, you don't shit where you eat. Exactly. You have to go somewhere. So, like, go get, I like to go get a fun, I like to get an Airbnb in the desert or the woods where no one can hear me scream. Right. Which is hard to find. It's just the way you said no <laughs> one can hear me scream. I was like, you know, nobody can hear you scream now because it's Saturday and no one else is around. <laughs> but yeah, go, you know, go go somewhere away and remove yourself, and then like book the Airbnb, and then. Now you do do you do, do it like together? a lot of flirting? Do you do the book booking together, or do one of you surprise the other? Um, historically speaking, he has done. The Airbnb finding. But I guess it also depends on the dynamic of the couple. Oh, yeah. Because some, they may be like, both may be like, no, I, what the fuck did you go to the yeah, woods? The t- I want to go to the desert. The top could very easily be like, yeah, find the place. Yeah. Do the service thing, find the place. It could be part of the actual mm-hmm. flirting and mm-hmm. the, the build up. And then, and then I like to communicate via flirting. It would be really hot if I was fantasizing about this. Right. This really turns me on. And that then kind it, of stuff. And then it leaves it up to them to say, well, you think that it'd be really hot if I fisted your butt, but maybe I only stick my thumb in there. Yeah, as the as the as a bottom, I like being surprised. Right. That is a part of my bottoming and a part of my submission is that it's I like being surprised. I also really love, as you've seen, workshopping and planning and doing all right. of that. But I also in a protocol situation, that's what it is. It's a protocol. That's what makes it different. In a right. protocol situation, I'd like to be surprised. I'd like to be kept on my toes. Um, and so... I think that's part of the fun. Yeah, that's part of the fun for me. And so I don't want to be super involved in the planning. Right. But it's sexy to be like, this is hot. Right. This thing is hot for me. Moving cinder blocks is hot. Like if I could do, if you could, if you made me do this thing, I would like it. Right. And I think I, cause, and I, with being someone who, when I first started working at kink, I was like, this 24 seven shit is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. This is the dumbest thing. It's mm-hmm. not healthy. Mm-hmm. And this fucking site, this upper floor, what the fuck is that? And then the train of, Oh, what the fuck is that? And then I get hired and they're like, so you're going to run the upper floor in a train of, Oh, and I was like, fuck. Yeah. And then mogul and I inadvertently became really close one-sidedly because I had yeah. to study him to figure out what the fuck. Cause I had kind of clowned yeah. it the whole time. And then and we talked about this the other day, which is why I'm bringing it up. Mm-hmm. I suddenly was in it. Yeah. And I was so deep. Really in it. That I was like that weird crime story when the undercover cop went rogue because he was in it so yeah. deep that he forgot what he was. Yeah, you're the Stanford prison experiment. Exactly. Which they have actually debunked. I'm, I'm, they have. They debunked. They, uh, they, um, in the actual paper, I read a whole paper about how the scientific method for the Stanford prison experiment was flawed. So it's not that the things didn't happen, it's that they didn't engage with the scientific method properly. Oh, so they didn't that's con- what They made didn't it control flawed. enough variables. Yeah, the, the science experiment of the thing was flawed. Which, okay, I get, because science has this, everything has to be controlled. Right, the scientific control, method control. you could do control, yeah, exactly. Whereas this was more, but this still proved a serious point. Correct. That putting... Putting someone in authority and authority instantly. And I've, we've had that. We told this story this week too, that I watched someone say, I think I want to try it. This seems really cool. Mm -hmm. And they did it. Mm -hmm. And they suddenly, this monster, the monster Mm -hmm. was not able to be controlled. Mm -hmm. And they didn't even know the monster was there. They Mm -hmm. didn't have the capability or the facilities to control it. And the monster got out. And then we couldn't put the monster back away. And that was a huge problem for us. Yeah. Not for me, but for a a friend, a person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's legitimate being in and being being in. That's why I personally like to do like no longer than forty eight hours, because that's when I feel for me personally, it starts to slip into an irreversible headspace. Imagine doing it for a couple of years. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it was rough because I came in and it was a while before I wore that suit suit, the pinstripe one, out in public or anywhere because when that thing went on, something that's, clicked. Yep, and I turned into like. There was a point where boss lady and I would go out to a nice restaurant, and if you mm -hmm. served me improperly, holy Were you present for that story this morning, or are you just bringing this up by coincidence? This is purely coincidence. <laughs> she told me a story about this exact thing this morning. Okay. We were talking about fine dining and the two of you going to a fine dining restaurant in San Francisco um, and having a lovely meal and you being like they're doing service incorrectly. I ruined it. Because I picked apart the way they were yeah. dressed, the way they brought the food, the yeah. way they served the food, yeah. how offensive. Because Yeah, she told the story this yeah, morning. I studied, so there yeah. you go. Yeah. So that's how detrimental it was that she was talking about it this mm -hmm. morning. Because it was, and it was, I, I, I was in it too deep. And I didn't even yeah. realize how deep I was until I was that pull out. And like, right. like so you see what you're doing? And I looked yeah. around and was like, fuck, I yeah. need to stop this now. Yeah. But at that point... I had created inadvertently these really deep relationships with mm -hmm. this handful of uh, young ladies mm -hmm. that we still have. Like I'm yeah. still super close to them. Yeah. But it, at the same time is through consensual trauma. Right. Because right. it was such a mind fuck of what I did to them mm -hmm. and then their dependency mm -hmm. on me to do said things. Yeah. That like I still, I feel like I'm in forever, um, debt that I continuously have to be like, oh, you know, I love you. And I'm really sorry about half the yeah. shit. And they're like, and they always are like, don't don't. Yeah. Don't. That's what we were doing. Right. Yeah. But we all kind of walked away from it. It was like, fuck, I'm glad we, someone pulled us and made us stop this right. Right. because it was, it wasn't, it just, it, it was unhealthy as fuck. Mm -hmm. And it, and it consumed us to where that the JP that most people know now was not the same JP that was walking around in that zoot suit. Right. But now I can put the zoot suit on and I'm still just silly JP. And have fun. Yeah. But I'm going to get the pink one that we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, you should get the pink one. I'm going to get a pink suit. Too. Yeah. Maybe. Because these color, are my colors. That color. Orange. That Yeah, this is the pink that we were pink. talking about. Yeah, that's the, yeah. So I think that's kind of close to where we both were. So it's not like fuchsia hot. Yeah, versus like, because like this, darker than this. Yeah. We're having a conversation now for those of you listening about the difference between hot pink and baby pink. Or like millennial pink. <laughs> Millennial pink. I, I like actually it. really like millennial pink as a color. I know that it's incredibly cliche for me as a millennial to be like, yeah, I like this color. Are you a, you're a millennial? I am a millennial. Holy hell, you're a millennial. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm not quite an elder millennial, but I'm close. I love that there's levels of millennial yeah. now. I, um, I think the millennials are what's keeping the X, the Generation X, mm -hmm. the Gen Xers, which is what I am. And check because we're not old enough to where like fuck you get off my lawn. Yeah. Well, I am, but <laughs> I'm still open enough to hey maybe calling that color titty pink, which is the way I first heard it referenced, isn't as good as millennial, <laughs> millennial pink. pink or baby pink or yeah. soft pink. It's not since like baby pink to me. I actually don't like baby. Like I feel like this is a faded millennial pink. Baby pink is very soft, and I don't really like it. Millennial pink is more of like a dusty rose, right? And I do very much like it, or like a coral. And find it. Coral is more like orange, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Coral, I think that, excuse me, that's the reason I like coral and salmon. Salmon is like an orangey pink. Right. You could do salmon and black for the suit. 
I think might be nice. I, I you really, want the hot pink. I think the hot pink. I'm embracing my inner whatever it is that's yeah. starting to to rear its head. Yeah. My inner I don't give a fuck or whatever. Because right. I, I, you know me, I hate putting labels on yeah. things. Whatever it is that's happening to me to whereas I'm becoming an older man yeah. that I'm like, I want my my fingernails painted and I want to do certain things. Mm-hmm. And you don't want hot pink suits? I want a fucking hot pink goddamn pinstripe yeah. suit. And I'm going to fucking get yeah. one. Yeah. I thought of something about mm. the uh, protocol weekend. That okay. was a thing for me. Um, you can't, at least for me, can't sleep in the same bed. I was thinking as you were talking about it and you were like, you know, you're going to be on for 48 hours. And I, in my head, thought is she's either going to sleep at the foot of the bed or we're taking a cage. But And mm-hmm. then I'm going to get up in the middle of the night. And, and I mm-hmm. was fantasizing about this as you were saying it. Mm-hmm. And this was the fantasy was that I'm going to get up in the middle of the night and I'm either going to pick her up off of the floor or I'm going to put like lean into the cage, but mm-hmm. either way she was going to service me in her position. Mm-hmm. I was going to cover her and come and then I was going back to bed in the mm-hmm. clean bed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's the dirty things that yeah. went through my head as you were being. Those are acceptable dirty things as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I don't hate these dirty things. Those are good dirty things. Those are good dirty things. Um, was it yesterday? It was yesterday when you said, let's talk about music. Yes. Um, and of course, because things have been going on, my brain can't remember the song from day three. Okay. Do you remember the song from day three? The one, the dance? The dance song. What song was it? It was. I I know though that I'll hear it next time I hear it and think of it. It was, I'm going to have to pull up. Hold on. Yeah. You would think after a pandemic that it could figure out that it's my eyes. Mm. But it's like, nope, there's a microphone in front of you, which oh. looks enough like a mask, so I don't know you. So I can't see your face. So the artist is Elton John. I know that. Yes, I know that. Um, I'm just going And to it was on, I feel like if you pull up that playlist, it'll be really easy if you just go. It was just a station. It was though. just a, if it, you, yeah. So while I'm looking this up and trying to type, I will tell everyone that I have stations based around artists and what we were listening to that day was a Hall & Oates Pandora station. Mm-hmm. And I just forgot his name. We were just talking about the performer. Elton John. Elton John. Yeah, so every day on set, we've listened to very different music. And JP is the kind of guy who always has music playing at home. Always. And if it's not, like the one time music wasn't playing, it was because, or two times, once was the news was on TV and once the hockey game was on TV. Right. Uh, but otherwise, it's always music. And it's all different kinds of music. It's not... In my like when I first met you, I felt like we always listened to the same kind of music on set. Like at the armor, it was always the same. Like oh, I'm on I'm on JP set. We're listening to this kind of heavy, heavy, heavy metal. metal. Yeah, but you've were listening to Ellen John the other day, right? And it was about to. We were about to in our bad badness at starting. We were about to start with the music still on. And it was this, it was this song. So and it's going to stick with me. I just can't remember the name of the song now because my brain is a sieve. Was it, because I'm looking at a couple here. So Let I'm me see to, if I can, I, I remember it. It's just not. So it was this one? No. This one? No. Or that one? It yes. It was one of those three. Yes. It was Benny and the Jets. Yeah. It was Benny and the Jets. It was Benny and the Jets. 
And I'm standing there, and, and Disco has the camera, and he's pointing at me, and I, just, I think he may, might have even said, like, the camera's on. Yeah, I think he said and we're And I rolling. start doing just, like, a little, like, like back little, and forth. A little shimmy. little shimmy. And I'm like, you're forgetting something. I'm like, JP, you're forgetting something. And he looks at me like I have gone insane. <laughs> like I have just purely gone insane. And I was like, you got to turn off the music. And he was like, oh, shit. I thought she wanted me to dance. Yeah, I thought, yeah. And for the record, I don't dance. Doesn't At my dance. wedding, I'm, yeah. there was the deal was made by the boss lady that um, at a certain, I think it was like at 10 o'clock. Yeah. I had until 10 and I had to be good until 10 so I could say thank you and mm-hmm. meet people and try mm-hmm. and remember the names, which I suck at. Mm-hmm. But at 10, I was to be inebriated enough that I no longer had any reservation so about dance. dancing. So you would dance. And that's, so I, I really don't dance. Yeah. Yeah. No, I did. I was just like, the music, the music's on. And then the song came on that night when we were sitting on the sofa and I was like, that's the song. That's yeah. going to be the song forever. That's going to be the song that that's sticks. That's it. That song sticks. That's it. That's it. I, you know, it's it's my brain that can't remember the name of a song but can hear it in my head. Right. So we started day one. I'm trying to remember. I don't remember what we listened to on day one. I was trying to think about it yesterday when we started talking about this. I think it may have been. No, it was not. I remember hmm. that's day two. That's when Christian was here. Yeah. Day one was we were listening to Disco's Greek um, techno, techno station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like a DJ who was spinning like this techno, trancey kind of. Yeah, I would mm, describe it as like trance music. Yeah, it was really kind of House mellow, music. housey. It wasn't like this drum and bass. Like this it was really kind of just chill as fuck. Yeah, yeah. And then he changed it. And I'm like, no. And he's like, well, and I was like, well, what were you listening to? And we tried to pull up like some. Yeah, and I was like, put it back. Yeah, and we finally were like, just put the fucking station back on. Yeah. And there was a super, super hot DJ voice that was this really mm-hmm. soft female. Yeah, sexy lady voice. And I joked all day that I think she's trying to fuck me. And yeah. in reality, what she she's was saying, saying was. like the name of the artist yeah, and stuff. On, on August 9th this year, so-and-so <laughs> is going to be appearing at the blah, 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 exactly. stadium. But yeah. it sounded in my head because it was so hot the way her voice sounded and she was speaking Greek. Yeah. That it sounded like she was trying to fuck me. Yeah, I me. think it was a little bit uh, digitally altered. Like yeah. that kind of voice that you would hear on a similar American house. Right. Radio, where like they, they process the voice a little bit. Or, yeah, and it kind of had that, like, uh, Whispery. if you listen to, at my age, people that may listen to this, or they, I don't think they still do it, but, like, on when I was a kid on, like, the R&B hip-hop station, it was more R&B, mm-hmm. as hip-hop was coming into its own, mm-hmm. um, there was always the smooth jazz, oh, or yeah. the, this is the quiet storm. Yeah. And there was that super, super soft, yeah. and then the love making, so they, yeah. it, it almost like they knew everyone was fucking to their the show. radio voice. And then they would, like... Next, it's going to be Barry yeah. Manilow, or not Barry yeah. Manilow, but you know, whatever. Yeah, Barry White. Radio, radio, yeah. And then there was, so that was the first one. The second mm-hmm. one, we started with Devil Driver. Yeah. Um, which is the heavy, that's kind of like the station that, it's the heavier stuff that I listen to. Yeah. And then Disco always jokes that, oh, you know, or have you heard about their Christmas album they're releasing? Because it's so heavy. Yeah. Um, And then I think that switched over to... Volbeat, which is like a a rock metal ish, mm-hmm. but it's it's not a bunch of the whole yeah, time. Yeah, there is one song on the on the metal playlist that always makes me think of. Um, I did Krav Maga when I was in high school, just as like a a self defense thing. Right. Um, is that Lebanese? What is Israeli? Israeli. 
Um, and it was the same songs. Like we listened to the same, like the pacing of the class was paced on the music. Right. And one of the songs on the playlist is one of the songs from the class. Do you remember the name? I have no idea. <laughs> Next time I will point it out to you. Okay. Um, so that was because he was there because, yeah, we kind of had like a heavier rock going on yeah. on day two. Yeah. And then day three. We had the, the, the Hall & Oates. We had the Hall & Oates, the smoothness yeah. going on. Yeah. And it's anything from, like I said, there was Hall & Oates. There's um, Michael McDonald. Mm-hmm. There's Elton John. There's Barry White. Like yeah. it's all yeah. kind of like, yeah. 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 Stuff. Yeah. And then yesterday. I don't try to remember what we listened to. Yes, no, I'm lying. Hmm. I've got. I missed one day. Day one was hip hop, '90s hip hop. I thought '90s hip hop was yesterday. Didn't we, we do came, some '90s? Did I, we come? Did we come around? We came back to it because it was so good. I think yesterday was mixed because I remembered a couple. You're different right. Things. I remember day one. You asking me if I like hip hop. Yeah, and you were like, uh, "Yeah," and, and then we like, had a yeah, conversation about, about what about was what good. kind of hip hop. Yeah, yeah. I do remember that. God, that feels like that was months ago. I know. And that's what we started with the hip hop. And then it was, you know what? That's what it was. It was Devil Driver that started it. And then mm-hmm. we moved into the, uh, the, the it's actually Volbeat station yeah. that I have. And then there was the easy listening mm-hmm. on Thursday mm-hmm. because I felt like that was needed to kind of keep yeah. everything where yeah. it grounded. And then what was yesterday? I think that was 90s R&B we were listening to. Oh, you're right. It was. We snuck in some 90s it R&B. It was. And we were just, it That's was. That's right. It was, it's odd because I, in my head, we're sitting here and I'm going to put Casey in these horrible, mm-hmm. grueling mm-hmm. positions. And you've got like Keith Sweat yeah. and R. Kelly. And yeah. you've got all of this like fucking Give me some booty, and I'm mm-hmm. going to make love all night mm-hmm. long till the sun comes up, and then I tie her up, and we do the dirty. Yeah. But if I had one song, since we're talking about music, mm-hmm. if I had one song that could always play as I was doing a scene, mm-hmm. it would be "Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow." Like to me, that just suits everything that I do. I actually wanted it to be part of Deception. Yeah. And as soon as I started looking, they were like her. Because you had to get to the actual performer who wrote right, it, right? And it was like she's not—you're not even going to get to her. This, yeah, this is a this is out of the capability of. Yeah, of it's not that, like you the can, budget of this movie. Yeah, you can't call Warner Brothers or whoever exactly. or Columbia. It's you have to get in touch with her, and you're not even going to get to her person's person's yeah. person. Yeah, like she's—you're not going to get her. Yeah. So. But so yeah. I think the point about when we talked about that was of listening to all the different kind of music was yeah. there's a was there a day that the music influenced more or felt right or was there or even was there just a preferred music out of everything that happened? I mean, I associate the metal with getting in the headspace of working with you. Right. Because that's that's what it's that's what it always was back in the day. Right. It was, it, there was never any variation. It was always it was always this probably the same couple of playlists, just always the same. Um, and like that's what I associated right. with specifically you. Um, and then the the Elton John song is has will stick. Right, that'll be the thing, and that will stick. And I have songs like that where I 
it's not necessarily the first time I heard the song. Like, obviously, it's not the first time I heard that song. Right. But it came on. I was listening to it. We started to go, and I realized I was listening to the song, and that was a problem. Right. Um, I would find that it that the music affected me much more if we kept it on while we were doing the thing. Right. Obviously, we can't do that. I have thought about that, though. And I think we talked about it because mm-hmm. we did it with um, Victoria when mm-hmm. her and I did a trade shoot. Mm-hmm. That I was like, this is trade. So yeah. there's no worry about anything. And yeah. she stuck that white earbud in and there was an, the, the dynamic completely changed yeah. because she picked exactly what she wanted right. to have it playing at that exact moment. Yeah. And her and I are a lot alike in that aspect that there's always music because I think she's a mu- musician. I think she does more music than even you do. She's, yeah. she's, she's has earbuds in all the time. Right. Always. I mean, I remember being that way before, you know, because well, I was, when I was deep into being a musician before I cared yeah. as much about what I do now. But that's also one of the reasons that I have such a variety. Like, you know, that mm-hmm. even waking up in the morning and you walk out of the bedroom and you're like, yeah. oh, to this morning there's, Dead can dance, and the right. next morning there's Miles Davis, and then the next right. morning there's some other random shit. Yeah, and like shit. the last time I was here, you introduced me to Morphine. Right. Which is just such sexy music. Such sexy music. Yeah. And I got it, which I think subconsciously my brain was like, remembered it somehow, because I got on a huge Morphine mm-hmm. kick about a, the week before you got back. Yeah. Um. The funny story about music, especially the metal part, is I t- two reasons. I mainly listen to metal because I, I'm a big metal head. Yeah. That's what I played as a musician. But I also, I'm a huge hip-hop guy. Mm-hmm. But I played metal because Boss Lady hates it. It gives her anxiety. It makes her twitchy. And she she's like, so you turn it the fuck to it on set. So I would listen to it where I could on set. Yeah. And I didn't want to be like on the train, a 45-minute ride, mm-hmm. commuting with that shit, and then me get twitchy. So I always listen to yeah. it on set. And it never occurred to me that, like you saying, you associate metal with me. Mm-hmm. I had never occurred to me like that. And I was reading an article one day at the Armory, mm-hmm. and it was talking about how Skinny Puppy, being kind of an electronic band, um, along with a couple other groups, I think Metallica may have been in on it too. Okay. Because leave it to Lars to fucking sue anybody over money. And maybe even, I don't remember, but I know Skinny Puppy, I think was mm-hmm. one, and there was and there was someone else, and it was, but the whole thing was that they found out that the U.S. government was using their songs on repeat in Guantanamo as oh, torture. and. Uh, and they wrote them a fucking. Yeah. They wrote, as, here's as a receipt, I motherfucker. Well. Yep, yeah. I need you to pay yeah, this bill. I, every, every time you played that song, give me my money. Yeah. If you're going to use it like, I will take my money. And when I saw that one, I was like, fuck yes, you did. And yeah. I take that back. I don't think that Metallica was part of that because Metallica just so symphony mm-hmm. kind of like that it wouldn't be where it was just mm-hmm. the constant. Just, wouldn't yeah, the, really. I learned the difference between black metal and death metal the other day, and I have since forgotten it. But there's there was a, a funny video. Yeah. There's a, <laughs> it, there's, it's, 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 it's a really funny video. I think if you Google it, you could probably find it. I think there's probably only one very funny video about the difference between I'll have black to look metal that up. and death metal. So, but after seeing this article, I saw that and I thought to myself, wait a minute, this could be torture to somebody mm-hmm. and not like a fun torture, but like this is making someone uncomfortable. So I went on set and I said something and they were like, well, I mean, it's your set. You can do what you want. And I was like, that you just said you don't want to listen to it. Why didn't you, why have you never said anything? They're mm-hmm. like, it's your set. And because of, as we talked about the hierarchy on set, mm-hmm. no one was going to speak up. JP yeah. and to this day, Disco said it this week and he was like, I was like, 
don't turn that off. And he was like, yeah. no, I want you to get in your headspace. I'm like, this is what's it put yeah. me in my headspace. Yeah. So that was the breaking point where I was like, all right, I have to stop. And then there was, Hey, what do you like? And there's a reason yeah. his, his stage name is Christmas disco. Mm-hmm. He loves that shit. Mm-hmm. So we would play a lot of disco. Mm-hmm. Turns out that our PA back then mm-hmm. fucking hated, hated it. it. No, it wasn't the disco. It was the, the doo wop in like the fifties mm-hmm. and sixties. Mm-hmm. It drove him fucking mm-hmm. mad. And then I asked Disco, I was like, why did he never say anything? He's like, same reason I never said anything. It's your set. Yeah. So that's why now I'm in the habit of, is there anything you'd like to listen to? Right. Which I think is nice. I think it's nice you bring a model in on set and be like, hey, what do you want to listen to? Because I don't think there's cool. anything that someone could say, I want to listen to this, that unless right, it was some kind of. ruin you. Right. Unless it was really hateful, which I don't know. Mm, I'm sure yeah. you could probably find it somewhere. But sure. I had, we've had someone come in and they were like, um, they're like, I love Depeche Mode. Which Disco mm-hmm. also loves. So he mm-hmm. was like, we get a whole day of Depeche Mode? Yeah. And then so there's some people who come in and say this genre is okay. Or there's people who are like, I specifically want to listen to this. I'm thinking of what would make me uncomfortable. And the only thing that's coming to mind is like Christian rock would make me uncomfortable. If I am directing and a model says, this is what I want to listen to. Right. I'd be like, I'm, I mean, I'd put it on. Right. I'd be like, that's Okay. Really I'd love to know the story behind why this. Yeah, why is this what gets you why in the mood this? of fuck? Right. Is it cr- any kind of like Christian, like hymn kind of like? No, I'm picturing, slapping? I'm picturing, not not a hymn. I'm, I'd actually rather listen to that. I'm picturing the like Christian pop. Oh. Do you know what I mean? That shit that makes you the want like, to slit your own fucking yeah, face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, the like Sorry sounds, sounds like a pop song, but if you listen to the lyrics, it's like God is great. Jesus will save you. Mm-hmm. No, he won't. Hope hope is just around the corner because God is looking out for you. I don't even know. Yeah. Hope's not around the corner. She was taken out, but her sister <laughs> Stacy might be there. I heard and she was a hoe. <laughs> so how's that? Um, do we have any yeah. more questions? That's all our questions. Do, you have, do we have anything else you want to say? I feel like we hit, we've hit the clock says, that clock says two hours. Two hours and ten and minutes. We took a little bit of a break. Oh, my brain read that as two hours and one minute. That's, That's okay. I'm looking at it upside down, and I'm tired. So um, I will yeah. show you this because I just okay. looked down, and I've got a text because I've been checking just because we're at the studio. Yeah. Um, and I saw the disco. Yeah. I can't share this with anyone. Well, I can. Did he send this? He sent this because of the difference. And what we have compared to what his camera that captured. That looks amazing. Like that oh, almost has wish, me a little choked this up. This is my my only thing about the whole week is I wish I wish I would have here said I can stay here longer because I could have. Right. I wish I would have said I could stay here longer. I also wish that I was, and again, we've talked about me getting better and practicing with you as much as mm-hmm. possible. But I wish to the same thing. But I don't think this image would have been captured had we been turned and actually facing the right Not lights. Not the light like this. No. The, this look that I have been begging to try and get us to yeah. c- complete was such an amazing Yeah. Happy what we're accident. looking at right now is my body perfectly lit, suspended in the air with essentially a pitch black background. Right. It's beautiful. And what's happening is... In just very recent times, we've, I think we've talked about this on other things, yeah. but for the podcast, I am embracing 
And I've, I've always fought off, don't call what I do shibari, don't make mm-hmm. a comparison to what I do because mm-hmm. I that's not what I do. I didn't do the things. And there's a, yeah. plenty of places you can hear me on the rants of why. Yeah. But I am embracing what has influenced me. And, it, mm-hmm. and not that I've never acknowledged it, but I'm embracing it and now I'm trying to incorporate more mm-hmm. of my own version of that. So this this... This, this the picture yeah. that we're looking at is where it starts on the ground and I and it's a manipulated yeah. suspension until yeah. you get to a final resting point. Yeah. And when we finished the backlighting, shooting it from breaking down the fourth wall basically, right. putting you shooting the off the set. My face my face and body ended up backwards. Right. In quotes. In clothes, right. And it was this and it's the look is also super traditional of Japanese shibari. Yeah. The way the lighting is. The lighting is very traditional. You know, if I want to, like, break this down, I can be, like, there's no wraps around my arms, which is different from, like, a traditional shibari. Right. Like, the chest harness is off. The chest harness is different. Um, And from this picture, that's really all that you see that looks looks different. But, um, yeah, that's the only only thing is I wish, like, you did the thing. You felt me move. You called it. And I should have said, I'm okay, we can stay here. Right. But I also felt like we had we were way past twenty minutes at that point. We had enough footage. Right. Um but so he could have captured more of this. But also he was talking about it like I got it at the very end and I'm like, How did how much of it did you actually get? Because I feel like maybe you got plenty and I'm using this as a thing to beat myself up about when it's not necessary. I would say this and think about it like this. I feel like he captured because it's disco and he's so good at his job. So I feel like he captured everything that should be captured Mm -hmm. and he did it as beautifully as he always does. Mm -hmm. And I think this was not a man. I really wish I would have come back here and changed the lights and got this because this is so awesome. I think this was a holy fuck. This is the most amazing sprinkles on top that I could have ever expected. Because he had captured, and he was one. He was never dissatisfied until he saw how amazing right. this image was from back there. Right. You know, the rope run went around my eyes, and I very much, very quickly, because I was tired at this point, because this is day four, very much, very quickly lost my position in space. And right. I thought that my body had rotated so that my face was facing the back wall, but I wasn't 100% sure. I was very lost in, in orientation. Right. And, like, I have to, in that moment, trust that, you or him will say, can you stay here longer? Right. Do you need to come out? And you you so very quickly came and started taking me out that I felt like, well, we're done. Right. And it's and again, there's nothing wrong with the other side and the whole point of no, the scene. No, the other side looks cool. The other the point of the scene was to watch you go through the motions, which right. is something I've been trying to do on the regular sites also. Um, not just the you know the mm-hmm. SOS, but this mm-hmm. was a little more I don't know. I wouldn't say complicated. This was a little more intense than what I've been doing because the whole point was to 100% immobilize everything. Yeah. yeah. And it just, I, and then that's what I think. I think there was perfection. And then when he walked around back and was like, fuck, perfection just got better. Got better. Yeah. So there was no fuck. I never got what I wanted. And I finally right. found what I wanted. This was, right. this was a beautiful accident. Yeah. And it sure looks good. Yeah. I think I'm actually going to put this on Twitter later. Yeah. Which by the time you guys will see this. Right. This will be long. But yeah, by the time you're listening or watching this podcast, this will be on the internet. Or maybe we'll, I'll, I'll 
give you this and then we'll use this to kind of engulf everything when we start doing promos. Cause I, sure. We can I save like, this for that. I feel you know what like, my best part about the, no, my favorite part about this is what? if we're talking about like nitpicking myself, this ankle, the line of this ankle, I so very often hate my feet. You do? Mm-hmm. And that ankle line looks great. I, I, I couldn't, if I was to sit here and say, <clears throat> okay, I'm going to sit here and intentionally try and pick any flaw just to mm-hmm. have a part of a conversation, mm-hmm. I can't. There is no other, I have no pick apart body flaws in this photograph. Normally, or not normally, but often, right? it will be my feet. Everything will look amazing and I will hate my feet. They're just not super photogenic, I think. Hmm. Lots of people love them. Oh, what the? Oh. Well, yeah, lots of people love them. It's just. I think you're a great people. Like, I'll show you later. I'll show you a comparison later since I feel like we're almost like being rude. Like, look at this amazing thing that you guys can't see. Sorry, Bethes. Sorry. But like the line of my ankle into my foot is straight. And well, that's what I like. This doesn't look like this is part of a movie. Or this doesn't look like this was part of a shoot. This looks like we... No, it looks like we went there to do that. To to give this, I think, from me, the best mm-hmm. compliment that I could give it mm-hmm. is I don't... I feel weird saying I did that. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't look really? like JP work. That looks... The lighting, the, the accumulation I of see you, your body, my rope, and the lighting, that does not look like... I, if you were, if I were to see that hanging on a wall somewhere, I would never think that that was Casey Calvert or that JP did this or mm-hmm. the disco shot it. It is so different than what we normally do. Sure, but there are also parts of this that I see. You know, your uplines look like yours. Your cuffs look like yours. Your chest harness looks like yours. Right. I can pinpoint if I can if I like analyze this the rope, not the photograph. Right. The rope has signatures of you in it. Right. In the same way that that this body has signatures of me in it. Okay, yeah. So if I sat there and really started examining it, like I'm like, oh my God, let's see if we can yeah, figure this out. See. I want to see if we can see. No, because it's the wrong side of my, f- it's covered. I was going to say you might be able to see the scar on my face, but you can't, it's covered by rope. But you can, like you, if you sat there and spent enough time, you're like, oh, 100% that's Casey. But like, sure, like, these are my nipples. They look like my nipples. It looks like my chest. It looks like, it looks like my knee, you know. Right. And for everybody also, the one of the things that makes this image that we're talking about so amazing is I, we have a friend who posted, it was a, the, our friend, it was Tim, right, that posted, I think? Yeah. He posted something on, um, on Instagram. On Instagram, and I was like, this is the moment where I wish that I tied my models, that they weren't always naked. Yeah. And then you, I, I think, you it. screen grabbed it and then texted me and said, yeah. you don't have to. We don't to. have to, Yeah. So we so talked we about it, and we didn't. And I think it looks really cool. The majority of this, because she's wearing these really cute, kind of half bottom, sexy but not like G yeah, sexy casual, sexy casual panties, right? That and have a white like, t shirt. And I think they were they were like pink or they're, they're pink, they're coral pink, they were coral pink. And then they have these cute little white horizontal stripes, mm-hmm. and then a V neck Hanes t shirt, t shirt, yeah, just a white men's plain t shirt. And then that's the way you went up in the air. And it yeah. was uh, out of the 20, 30, 
40, however long it ended up going. Yeah, I don't know. I'd say 25% of it, you actually have something showing. Yeah. The rest of the time you had clothes on. Yeah. And to me, it was, I can't, anybody that's watching can see us. Like, we haven't stopped staring at this. Yeah, we're just staring at the cell phone. It looks, the t-shirt, the light on the folds in the t-shirt and the way the t-shirt is hanging on my stomach and the boobs and... It's it's a really really interesting. It's a light. No, it's the window. Holy fuck! He's so low. That's the window. That's the window. We'll share this. Well, I'm going to share it soon, and then we'll share it again, and then we'll let everyone who watches this know where to find it because yeah. it'll be on our social media. But holy yeah, shit, put that's a little thing in the description or something. But yeah, that's the window. Yeah, this is remarkable, and I think this is a good way to end this. Yeah, I think it's a great way to end this. Um, did we cover everything? Did we talk about everything? I think so. I mean, again, just like I thought of the thing about day three and the position never occurred to me to say anything and it occurred to me in this moment. I'm sure there are other things, but I kind of want more coffee. I do too. And I, (laughs) and you have your donut to eat. Yeah. I'm going to eat the rest of my, I was feeling embarrassed eating my donut on camera. That's why I didn't. Cause I feel like I'm smacky enough so yeah, I didn't want to make gross eating noises for the people listening. And I felt like I was getting powdered sugar everywhere it's on i've powdered sugar on my arm there's one little crumb it looks like a little nugget this, of blow on the this table guy, yeah this is my little this is my uh you should tiny. leave it there next time i do one someone will be like what the fuck have <laughs> you been doing on this table doing some some quick cocaine on this table yeah. here surprisingly it's not cocaine there's a lot of you can things. start it it's powdered sugar um a quick wind-up story and then we'll be done because okay. this includes boss lady have i ever told you when she was going on set with me as my sound person she when we were doing the mind geek stuff we had audio yeah external audio so she was the monitor we could sit easily sit there and watch and see that it's ticking and that Mm -hmm. it sounds fine but disco is no you want you want someone listening to make sure yeah so and she is certain sounds fuck with her yeah and sloppy blowjobs you would look over at her and and she was I, walking away and heaving. I cannot do that job on a porn set. I can't do that listening. The sound I, doesn't bother me. Oh, it specifically sloppy blowjob sound? No. The squishy? No. Or the gagging? The 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 gah, gah, gah noise. Oh, that's that's kind of I'm like I I and it, the spit the when people do that on the oh it just grosses me out thinking about it. I'm so, sorry I did that into the microphone. So here's the thing that I'm going to do in the microphone because this is the noise I used to do when we would turn the mic on, and Disco would look over and he's like, "Hey, make sure you get your headphones on so we can get a sound check." Okay, and I'm ready. I would. Oh, see, I think that's just funny. But that I would, does that doesn't. And I can't do me. it hovering, but it's a sloshier sound. Yeah, and the I would wet noise. Up. And put my, because it was the boom, so I would yeah. lean into it when she wasn't looking and yeah, s- do that sloppy. Yeah, the wet noise. And you'd hear this, and you motherfucker, and her headphones yeah. would come off, and I'm like, I just want to make sure it was on, and the, she every time got pissed at the me. The wet noise, yeah. It's the, it's the spit noise specifically, but, you know, I'm not the most of a spit person. Right. I know. We figured that one out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, there's there's get, nothing there. Nope, there. get it, get it. There's nope, nope, dry mouth. Okay. Okay, that's it. That's it. That was awesome. That's it. I'm glad we did this because I feel like we got all that brought to you. Brought to you not by by, by uh, the half dozen donuts. Brought to you by a half dozen donuts. <laughs> We're gonna start doing commercials. In that's another life, this is my job. Except I'm I can only make one voice. That would be me too. Like I would have this like 
so tomorrow on the program and have this That's voice. That's pretty good. And it's because I make fun of people when they announce yeah. movies. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Yeah. And that's what I, but I'm, I'm still a virgin, which there's nothing wrong with, but I'm in desperate need of trying to get rid of my virginity. But all I can do is be like, so could I have a Coors Light, please? And everyone's <laughs> like, this douchebag always yeah. talks to me like he's a, an announcer. So, um, you were amazing. You were awesome. Thank, Thank you. you. I really, I did not realize how bad I needed this until we've done it. Yeah. I feel, I won't say complete, but I feel, I feel more at ease yes. with this was the right, it was the right choice for me to not drive back to LA last night. Right. 100%. That was the right choice. I was I to think wake up in Vegas this morning. There would have been a possible mildly non-consensual headlock last night. Had you tried? Yeah. To of like, you, you're, you're forbidden. Yeah. You're but tired even and like, you're not going. Had anywhere. I had my husband come to drive me so that I wasn't the one actually doing the driving. Right. Like I briefly discussed if he wasn't working, driving me here and going home and picking me up. Right. Would have been the wrong decision. This was good. This, this was, was a, good. Yeah. This was the spirit. Yeah, this was good. And this was for us. And you all get to listen. But we didn't do this for you. Yeah. This is for us. This was we got to. This would have been us snuggled, probably laying on one of the beds at the house like mm-hmm. we were doing last night. And just, hey, you remember this? Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Wasn't this fun? Yeah. 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 So, okay. That's okay. it, everybody. That's it. We'll, we'll stop talking now at almost two and a half hours. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Right. Thank you. I remember the Yay. <laughs> See you, <laughs> bitches. Bye.